0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, this is Felipe from the Editing Room. Before you get into this podcast, please just be aware that in the second part, Swinter, there are some adult language used. So if you are listening to this with children, maybe skip the Swinter episode um and just skip ahead to at the ending of the podcast where we do our rankings um the first episode very clean though uh enjoy Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Whatcha Doin'. It's me, Agent F, here along for another episode of a Phineas and Ferb Rewatch Podcast. And I'm not alone. I'm joined by Agent W and Agent N as well. Uh, friends, how are you doing this fine Tuesday evening?
1: I'm doing great. It it is me, Will from Math.
0: Will from Math. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> Will I'm, I'm ready to do a lot of a lot of riding and
2: roping.
0: From math, comma, Davis, comma, Will. <laughs> Navi, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. It's been an interesting week. Uh, We finally have, uh, in sort of a real life update, I guess, Uh, we finally have the COVID vaccine where we live. So I got to cover that as part of the media, which was very
0: Saskatoon. No, you're Winnipeg. (laughs) You're Winnipeg.
2: Yeah, well, I'm from Winnipeg, but I am currently working in a very small town up north in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah. And also another news, uh, my boss and the station manager who are married, their son left this morning to go down to Winnipeg and they were very emo all day. So that was very amusing as well.
0: Yes. uh, And if you don't know about Navi's boss, you clearly don't listen to Renap. Um, But (laughs) Navi's boss is a figure in the Renap universe. And I love hearing updates from Navi about her boss and the station manager.
1: How does your boss feel about this podcast? Do they do they know?
2: He doesn't know, but I did watch the last episode while at work, so I mean, didn't seem to know, so that worked out. All right.
0: We love that. I don't,
1: I don't want him to hate us, too.
0: Yeah, making professional moves in the job, because this is yeah. a full-time gig, right, Navi? You're, you're a full-time I mean, podcaster pretty... now?
2: Yeah, exactly. Having, like, one whole podcast that's not monetized is my full-time Making job the
1: big anymore.
0: bucks.
2: Oh, yeah, and don't even get me started on my mom. She does not know this exists, and I hope it stays that way.
0: Yes, is Navi's mom the Linda? Or no, she's the Candace trying yeah, to get- Yeah,
2: she's the Candace. <laughs> okay. to yeah. bust to me for doing the pod, but it's all good.
0: As long as she doesn't know, nobody tell Navi's mom. Um, but we're here today to talk about episode three. And we're again, we're going by the Disney Plus model. Uh, the Magnificent Few and Swinter and especially Swinter I really loved watching this half hour but The Magnificent Few I remember The Magnificent Few because I still sing cows riding up and down escalators in the mall in my head all the time um so what were your thoughts coming back into these two episodes before we get yeah, into that's
1: that's definitely gonna like factor into the the song rankings is is like how much this song gets stuck in my head that, that probably at least once a month I have, I have the in the mall song stuck in my head and it's, it's so catchy. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I really enjoyed these episodes. I, I sort of remembered the idea of Swinter and kind of the premise of it, but I didn't remember like everything that happened in it. And I was, I was really pleasantly surprised with, with both of these episodes.
0: Same. Navi, what'd you think?
2: Uh, I'm on the same boat with you both. I enjoyed both episodes. I think this is the first time like in the three podcasts that we've done where I have genuinely liked both episodes as opposed to just Uh liking one and then the other I'm being kind of like eh on. So I'm excited to just get into it.
0: Yeah so should we just start with the magnificent few of it all because that's the one first and we're trying something new here on this podcast. We're gonna do breaking down. Each host will have a different segment to discuss. So today I will be covering the Magnificent Few, um, uh, or taking turns us. at the wheel. Yes. I am Jesus. I've taken the wheel. <laughs> that's sacrilegious. I think that might be sacrilegious. I, I will take that back, but, um, I will t- lead us through the Magnificent Few discussion. Navi will take us through Swinzer, and then will will talk about our segments. And then next week, stay tuned to find out who talks about what. Um, but for this week, that's our little agenda um so we open up the magnificent view with on the trail which is also a catchy song but not as catchy as in the mall but uh,
1: i mean they really are the same song yeah but the lyrics uh, yeah i yeah yeah the lyrics are different everything else about it is the same uh so you know, whenever we get into actually ranking i'm gonna count them as the same
0: song yeah i will same. count them separately because i think the lyrics stand out but that's fair maybe you can convince me when we get to everything Sure. Like, I'm very easily swayed, as some people know. Um, <laughs> on Phineas and Ferb, Phineas and Ferb are riding cows at the Clems Carnival, and Phineas is watching On the Road, which is either a music video or a western on his iPod, which, like, if it's a movie, why would you watch a whole movie in this two-minute cattle ride? But that's just my questions. <laughs>
1: yeah, also, like, it's very weird that the that- so, so you're, you're watching them singing about being on the trail and, and they're, they're you know, leading the cattle drive in this movie and then it says the end and it sort of like pulls out and you, and you have the good gag that you're not actually in a Western scene. You're actually just like on Phineas's iPod. Um, that's a weird ending to, to a movie, right? Whatever, whatever, if it's a movie or a TV show, it, it just like, it ends with them singing about a cattle drive. Uh, which I I didn't think about until you mentioned it just now,
0: but but
2: yeah, I think that it is a music video. It is the old time ty- old town road of its time. <laughs> I,
0: I thought the same thing,
2: but
1: um, that I could get on board with. But who's that? that is to that? A, a less weird way to end a music video than honestly? Than
0: a movie. We should bring it back. We should on TikTok. We can we can hype this song up just as much as old town road got hyped up. Um, we
1: could we could be the next big influencers with
0: honestly influencing
1: more than just cattle
0: to move in a particular direction but i like where your mind's at um but this episode before we go any further is like kind of untraditional or compared to the regular episodes because they don't do anything of their own creation events happen Mm -hmm. that lead them to react to them and adapt and that's kind of the episode but i thought that was a nice little twist because like Admittedly, some episodes can be a little like repetitive with the nature of the show, and we highlighted last week that Candace being at the beach was a nice uh, subversion of the standard Candace episodes uh, structure. But what do we think of this kind of change of pace?
1: Yeah, I I, I like it. I, I I think that's that's one thing the show is very good at is like establishing a pace and then changing it very well, uh, and i and. and especially that point comes up even more in in this next episode for me about like subverting expectations um but yeah the, i i like the fact that this this isn't really like a phineas saying i know what we're going to do today thing it's just like the things happen and then you got you, you can you kind of see a little bit more of like their ingenuity and problem solving and like they're they're just like reacting to the things that are happening around
2: them yeah the plus it was nice for them to finally get out of the backyard for once so that was Agreed. good yeah.
0: yeah well they did get out of the backyard for the racing one but that episode's kind of forgettable <laughs> but yeah. how far from the backyard
1: we we still don't know
0: <laughs> yeah that's that no one <laughs> nobody answered our questions about that but um so they run into Isabella at Clem's Carnival and she's like I got my milking badge um and she demonstrates like milk milk squeeze squeeze um
2: squeeze and pull squeeze and pull squeeze and pull yes
0: that's that's what she says um that voice still gets me every time she, that that was a fun little Isabella moment because we still haven't gotten a ton of character development for Isabella besides that she likes Phineas um and what you're doing and the fire squad badges um uh, fireside girls but she's like what you doing and they're just like, oh, we're just hanging out at the carnival, riding. And Phineas says, I think I wrote down the quote, uh, we're riding ponies, but it makes a fellow hanker for the real thing. That might have been a different point in the episode, but I wrote that quote down.
1: At some point, he says something about uh, uh, busting broncos and breaking wind with your with your friends. And spitting.
0: Like that. Spit, and spitting. Spitting, yeah. Yes. Um, but... We get that, and then we go, he's like, where's Perry? And then we get uh, Perry jumps into a pig trough full of water, and then swims through this shark-infested ocean, or lake, because I think it's a lake, honestly, but swims through this shark-infested body of water with the lasers, <laughs> and he talks to a major monogram who's like, I apologize, I did not turn off the laser sharks. Which I'm like, come on, dude, you're trying to murder your best agent? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's. I will say
2: um, for that, like as Major Monogram like was about to address Perry, he was like doing the "Oh no, you didn't! Oh yes, you did!" as like a callback to what Candace was doing when she was on the phone.
0: Oh yes, I didn't write that down because I was like, "What is he doing? Who is he talking about?" Because I thought we were going to get Carl, so I was excited. So I'm like attentively watching the screen, but then nope, no Carl.
2: When
0: yeah, Carl yeah, go it was up?
1: I so I I remember like. 10 years ago or so that like everyone was saying like oh no you didn't and and like i don't know where it came from but it, it was like like perfectly evocative of the time that that this show was made
0: very much that's also around the same time that camp brock did the whatever major loser thing <laughs> <laughs> that um i'm gonna google right now what episode did carl show up for, so. for
1: those who aren't the 75 five dollar patrons who didn't who didn't see felipe doing the the fingers on his forehead to spell out the the W E M and L, uh, you're really missing out.
0: Seriously, like they did. Carl's name is Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, first episode. Oh, uh, he is seventeen to nineteen. That's uh, American. Uh, hometown Chula Vista, California, and I'm currently in Danville. Uh, born between December twenty second and January nineteen uh and then let's find uh first appearance it's about time which is not for another few weeks right
1: yeah i think it's about time was the one that actually i have i have it open right here on on my tv next to me uh because i wanted to see what uh it's about time is episode seven so we'll we'll get it in, in about yeah so we a still have a f- from now.
0: few more um yeah Oh, these are not in order on the wiki, so this is confusing me. So
1: Yeah, I I think the the wiki probably still has them in order of air date.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I did not pull out the air dates, but I can do that after we discuss a little bit more. uh, Because I was so excited. So basically, Doofenshmirtz has been seen uh, with termites, investing in termites. And then Perry jet skis over to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated... And we get that, but later in the episode, we'll get Doof and Schmertz, Aluminum, siding. siding. Um, but basically, I'm very excited because Perry the Platypus jumps through the doors. Doof and is there, but you know who else is there? Queen Vanessa. I have, I
1: have written in all caps in my notes right here. Vanessa. So do like I. Four I, explan- I have points.
0: Doof plus all caps. Vanessa. Um, and that, the only other time I have all caps is in the mall. So yeah. <laughs> very excitable over here. Um, so I,
2: say, I like how he introduces Vanessa as his assistant as opposed to his right.
1: daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have that written down too. In, assistant is in quotes. And then like you, you get the reveal later in the episode where she's like, this is the worst take your daughter to work day ever.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. when, when did you guys do take your kid to work day? Did you do that at all when you were in high school?
0: It was never an official thing, but I went to my dad and mom's works whenever we had like snow days and they didn't or like days off like in Massachusetts we had a lot of Mondays off. We had Columbus Day, which mm-hmm. oof, uh, normalized being <laughs> making that Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, at Memorial Day, we had that. A lot of white people holidays, in my opinion, but <laughs> um, <laughs> President's Day. uh because we also, had, so then I would go to my parents' work. Um, and actually, uh, on Marathon Monday, which I think is another day that we celebrate, but that's what I call Marathon Monday uh, in April. I remember that's when I first watched Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. So I didn't tell that story on the other podcast, but a little full circle. Going back talking, to, the, yes. to the
1: Brazilian Dragon podcast.
0: Yes. But I, I often went with my dad or my mom, and I would often play computer games or watch TV or stuff like that. We would go to the, uh, Blockbuster equivalents, I just called it the DVD store, the movie store, um, yeah. video store, and I would get something, and then I'd watch my dad's computer while he taught classes or something. Um, what about you two?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that I, so my, my mom works for a lot of schools. She does uh, speech language pathology at a bunch of schools, um, and whenever I was a kid, they were, they were schools that were probably 30, 45 minutes away from me, so I, I never, never went to her work, um my dad's work he he works at kind of a small office six six ish people work there um so I know like I've been to his office several times and even as a kid I went there quite a bit but never longer than like a couple hours at a time so there, there was never any like official take your kid to work day or anything like that
0: Navi
2: So, uh, here in Manitoba, or at least in Winnipeg, we had uh, uh, a day in November, usually the first Wednesday of November, where we would have take your kid to work week for the ninth graders. So, uh, and at that point, uh, my mom, she still works at a Tim Hortons, but she worked at a different Tim Hortons. And I didn't want, which is like the most Canadian thing you could work at. Um, But I didn't want to go to Tim Hortons. And like, she didn't want me to be in that environment. She's like, "It's it's a shitty place. Don't do it. Go with someone else. So then I ended up contacting my kindergarten teacher who I was still in contact with. And I was like, Hey, can I like be your kid for take to work day? And she's like, Oh, yes. So I ended up helping her out with her kindergarten class at that time. And then my brother, when he did his take his your kid to work day, he ended up going with my uh, uncle to go do uh, like delivery for parcels and all that. So that was like our sort of take your kids to work day. So it was like a mandatory thing. You actually got like credit for it in homeroom. So that's
0: so cool. Uh, that's
2: why I wanted to ask you guys. Yeah, so that. cool. Yeah.
0: So. I, I there were a lot of things that like TV shows did that I never did. Like they had these career weeks or whatever where you like do career aptitude mm-hmm. tests and yeah. stuff. Um, I talked about this on, not to plug my podcast once again, on the Brazilian dragon, we talked about home economics class and I never had one of those um, like just we, a lot of stuff. We had a
1: home ec class, uh, but I never took, I think my brother took it one semester maybe, uh, but they called it like family and consumer science or something like that. Had, that... Had like some, some like fancy name for it, but it was really home ec.
0: Well, I just want to tell my teachers that if they're hearing this, that it's their reason that I struggle adulting because they never taught me how to cook.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, that's it. the thing is I, I don't know how much cooking that home ec class did. I know I know they did. Um, my brother said he learned sewing in that class. Ooh, that's um, cool. And and I know that was the class that did the like like fake creepy robotic babies. That you have to like carry the baby around.
3: Oh, right.
1: Oh, like the egg flower, the flower bag baby. Yeah, but it's but it's like a little baby doll yeah. that's got a robot in it that cries. I never got every to do that either. Out. I feel Yeah, cheated. that's
2: interesting because like, uh, at least in my school or like in my school district or uh, whatever, uh, we actually, those were all separate classes. So like family studies, like with the baby and all that was like a separate class. Uh, foods and nutrition was a separate class. Sewing was a separate class. And those were all electives. So uh, it's interesting that um, at least on television, it was all kind of clumped up into one thing. It makes me think yeah. how they get through all of that it's probably just like,
0: like one it. writer had like one experience where so they're like oh we could do this and then another writer was like oh this is something an experience from my class that i i had to do a home ec class so we can do like an episode in home ec or something for like i always think of like ned's declassified i feel like they had some mm-hmm. classes oh that yeah forgot to have um he was on tiktok this week i forget what yeah was he's talking.
1: he's gotten kind of big on tiktok yeah
0: this he wasn't walking oh, around really, with a mask I- and i was very concerned <laughs> um Whoa. he was just talking about like uh kids always like this was me in middle school and they were like this where's my adult ned's declassified adult survival guide or something like that Mm -hmm. he's like i don't Mm -hmm. know or whatever um but shall we get back into everything yeah so
1: another thing we get here that that um we we skipped over a little bit is is my I think my favorite version that I remember of of the and by I mean
0: yes okay where Mm -hmm. we get
1: ah Perry the Platypus your timing is uncanny Uh, and he says and by uncanny I mean completely that part of it I can't say without yelling and I don't want to yell but uh, uh, (laughs) and by uncanny I mean completely canny Uh, that that line has Mm -hmm. always and will always make me laugh.
0: I, I agree. I didn't write that down because I was like, "Will's gonna have this," because so, <laughs> um, I, I just w- basically wrote down what happens. And so, if there's anything I skip over, just let me know because especially like lines I didn't write down, unless like I had a sure. connection to it. Um, just because like my note-taking style is just get everything down so I don't miss anything. But then yeah. I don't talk quotes enough. Um, but so basically, what Duve has, he has this termite-controlling helmet. Not a denator loses a ton of points. But um, he wants the termites to eat all the wood in the town so that people will need to buy aluminum siding from him. And this is the first of, we get it in the next episode too, but Doofenshmirtz trying to create a profit off of something. And I feel like that the other ones weren't as much into this realm. He was just doing things to do things. But now we kind of see that Doofenshmirtz is trying to make money off of the people of Danville. Yeah, it,
3: re-
1: it really, uh, like how much of this is is him being evil how much of this is him wanting to make money which which maybe leads to the more moral question how evil is it to have a lot of money ask jeff bezos quite a bit i'd say
2: well i mean (laughs) considering he's still taking spousal support from his ex-wife he probably needs all the money he can get yeah he he,
1: like he's definitely not doing well at getting a lot of money which is (laughs)
0: like we'll get into this in the next episode but which is very concerning why he gives Perry the platypus. And my theory is just, he's bored. And this is his entertainment, yeah, I mean, Perry. But, um... And he, I guess he's, he's
1: not doing really well at getting a lot of money. But he's not, also not doing very well at, at being evil, either.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, I did write down, though, when I was a kid, I was very confused why this was wood. Because I was like, there's no aluminum in this. In aluminum setting. <laughs> um, but we got our first, uh... In this episode, at least, uh, we get our second Doof and Schmirtz evil, but instead it's like Doof and Schmirtz aluminum siding, which we mentioned earlier. That song is so catchy. Um, But the termite attacks Clam's carnival, Clam's carnival, um, and the cows escape. And then Phenis and Ferb and Isabella are like, oh no. And then the horses, uh, their pen is eaten by the termites as well. So they get on and they start chasing and then Isabella finds this beautiful pony that she follows them on. And the cows, so they all go because the cows are chasing Candace. Um, poor Candace. Uh-huh. Uh, so Phineas and Ferb go off in the chase and then they go into the subway. At some point, Candace dips off. Like she gets saved by the laws of nature. I did not <laughs> remember. She like got out of the way of the cows. But um, she, they went down the subway, and then in one of the most memorable scenes for me, they go to Googleplex Mall.
1: Googleplex uh, Mall.
0: And they go around, and they sing in the mall, and we also get the cows doing. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, we also get the cows doing random things in the malls, like uh, chasing women out of the dressing room and wearing their yeah, clothes.
1: Yeah, that, that was that was uh, what I was what I was gonna bring up this this sight gag of like this cow is in the dressing room and he chases a woman out of the dressing room, and and he the the cow is like wearing human clothing and like turns back around to like look itself look at itself in the mirror.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought that was, was really like good. A fun, really good gag. Visual gag were there any other things? Uh, they also do after the song ends, they all are in the food court. Um, and what was the best place in the local mall food court for you too?
3: Ooh,
1: that's a tough one. If, if, if you all go first.
0: Okay. I, I come up when I was a kid, I loved Regina's pizza, which is this local like Massachusetts. I don't know if it's elsewhere in the States, but it's a Massachusetts pizza company. Um, uh then uh in high school they introduced the shot cakes at the, so my the mall closest to me is the burlington mall which is where they filmed the first paul blart mall cop oh nice <laughs> So, uh, I- that's a good fact yeah that's something that i have loved to point out over the years um it's the first one not the second one i think that was a mall in las vegas but uh i they introduced shot cakes which what they i don't know if they have it at other places but what they do is they like take the bottom of a cupcake which they already like filled out with a hole, and then they like put ice cream in it and then they put Ooh. the top of a cupcake on top um, that's so cool yeah so i like that um i haven't been to the mall in a while i know they have a chick-fil-a in there because when i went to an escape room with some friends in college and we ended up it was like a far away escape room so we stopped there and my friend ate chick-fil-a and i was like i personally will pass but <laughs> um so what so, else is in the mall so oh, as- i don't know
1: as someone from from like small town Oklahoma, the, uh, the the closest mall to me growing up was was uh, probably an hour and a half away. Oh wow! Um, but uh, my and and I am kind of disappointed in myself for my tastes as a kid uh, because I I was really interested in uh, Sabaro Pizza uh, because it was it was the only place I knew of that sold pizza by the slice um and that was that's just like not a common thing where i'm from yeah so i I love the idea of of pizza by the slice i love the the little strombolis that they have um which in hindsight like it wasn't good pizza but i (laughs) i love the 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 concept
0: though is like what sells you
1: i think that mall now has it has a place that uh talking about the quail springs mall in oklahoma city um it has a uh
0: is it next to the Baptist church?
1: Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, you say the Baptist church as if there Colorado are...
0: Springs Baptist Church?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Ooh, um, I'm, I'm looking at this.
1: So uh, uh, it has a, a place in the food court that is... it. it like, I think all of the, the signage on it says it's like a Cajun place and they serve Cajun food. Um, but if you actually look at the menu it's all Chinese food (laughs) Uh, so, so like I don't I don't know if it used to be a Cajun restaurant and then they they just like stopped serving Cajun food but didn't want to bother changing all the signs but but the menu is all like like orange chicken and chicken fried rice at a quote-unquote cajun
0: place yeah what are so you I was, talking
2: about will chinese food is cajun food Where
0: have you- any food with spice in it is ethnic <laughs> enough to be whatever and I, that's coming from a latino so i can i feel like i can say that <laughs> there's a there's a joke in how i met your mother that um they're trying to figure out what restaurant they go to and someone's like indian no someone else is like chinese no someone else is like mexican no and he's like and then barney's like Weird spices, weird rice, like they're all the same to me. And like that's probably canceled now, but I, that came to mind.
1: I I think his whole character has got to be canceled.
0: Now. Oh, um, hundred <laughs> percent. But I was looking at this mall's website, and for a second I got it said it, I'm like, oh my god, they have an AMC there. But then I'm like, wait, the mall across the street, there's an AMC across the street from the Burlington Mall. So I don't know what I was on. Um, when I was in college, the AMC I liked to go to in Somerville, when I would take the train down there. Because um, it was like a nicer AMC than the one in the commons. Uh, it was like in this whole like outlet mall. So like the, the with the sidewalks and stuff like that. Like this outdoor sort of mall thing. Um, but you also have an aquarium in that mall. No. In the Blue Zoo Aquarium. Oh, this must be new. I don't know if it's no, getting I, much no, use these days. Up. But yeah, there's a aquarium. Oh my God, this mall is Nice just looking
1: at where, the map where is where is this blue zoo this this has got to be new i i am unfamiliar with. it's it. next
0: to the Victoria's secret so you can go in buy your undergarments and then go um like the, the cow dolphins.
2: yes <laughs> yeah like the cow i Wait will cow. Well, when we do our trip to epcot we can make a stop at the at the mall there <laughs> yes <laughs> we, we
0: got to do a world tour honestly um mm-hmm. But when I was in LA, I also really liked the mall because they had this thing that they don't have in Boston, like the outdoor ceiling, like, and I really, I liked that when I was in LA at the mall that I would go to. And then also lived across the street from the Grove, which is a um, very fancy mall uh, in LA that I really enjoyed going to. I went there with a few RHP patrons a couple of times, uh, Will, McLe- Will, McLe- Will McQuaid a Canadian patron from Navi's neck of the woods um, about a year ago at this point. Uh, who else was there? Nicole Morgan. Uh, and then Megan and Paul and baby Henry. We all went for lunch one time. So yeah. Navi, what about you? What's the malls in Canada? Like,
2: uh, I mean, I'm guessing they're not that much different. I personally have not seen any outdoor malls cause it snows like half the fucking year, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess my go-to food would be like the Pad Thai Express where you can get like Thai food. Um that would be my go-to meal. If I'm feeling something more sweet as opposed to savory, I would go to the Tutti Frutti and get a froyo, but that was a- the extent of my uh, mall eating experience. I don't
0: love going to mall for shopping, but I love going to the mall to hang out. Yeah, like. say like people if people want to shop, they go shop, I'll go watch a movie and then We'll catch up at the food court or something. Well,
2: I don't like shopping with people in general because I'm like the type who like will research beforehand what I need to grab and see if mm. it's in stock. And then I go and grab it and then like GTFO.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I, at this aforementioned mall trip after the escape room, one of my friends was like going in and trying everything. And I hate just sitting there but and waiting, but it was it was a good time. The escape room was lots of fun. Uh, I miss those. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> but let's get back to the episode because- we just took a big tangent, which are my favorite parts of recording, but um, we should probably also stick to some uh, schedule as well. But Candace goes to shop. Um, What is this? Is this like an antique store?
1: I don't know. The guy walks out of it wearing like a cow costume.
2: Well, the store is called Henley's Cow Emporium, I believe. Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah. Henley's, Haney's Cow Emporium. Haney's. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I have written
1: down goes to the cow store, (laughs) and she's (laughs) like, "Know what kind of cow
0: store? Do you have a cow store in your town? I don't.
1: You would think that Oklahoma has more than one cow store in it. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if I lived closer to a cow store than I did a mall.
0: Exactly right. (laughs) Um, But so at after the food court, Candace goes to Haney's Cow Emporium and is like, "What can I buy to stop cows?" And Haney's like. Well, you can buy the scary wolf puppet, which I loved. I loved the scary wolf puppet.
1: The scary wolf puppet bit <laughs> was like incredibly stupid, but it made me laugh a lot.
0: Same. I, I was <laughs> here for it. Um, and I absolutely loved that part. But then in the end, she, she buys a cow whistle, which. Isn't a the silent point of, cow whistle. A silent cow whistle. But isn't the <laughs> point of like animal whistles so they come to you?
1: I don't know. I, I like, I I, I know. I thought dog whistles just like made dogs freak out. Okay. I don't know if it like actually like I don't know anything
0: about I've animals. I've never had a pet so I can't attest to this but I thought dog whistles were like the purposes where like if they get lost and they'll hear it and come to you. Mm, maybe. They to the sound because they only they can hear it right?
1: Right yeah I, I know it's something only they can hear but I, I don't know if it's something like do, do they like to be able to hear it or
2: not.
0: Do either of you have dogs or pets of any kind?
2: No, I also grew up not having any pets, so I'm gonna sit this one out.
0: My mother was not about that. She was like, "No, me pets. neither." Yeah,
2: mine wasn't either. So, uh, Will?
1: Uh, my my parents, uh, they I, I guess I don't live with the dogs anymore. Uh, we had we had two dogs. Um, the the older one, his name was Copper. He was named after the dog from the Fox. and That's in the Hound. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, we also have Stella, who is smaller, and she's she's named after the dog from uh, the Princess and the Frog.
0: Oh, um, I forgot that there was a dog in there until you just mentioned it. I remember, I remember um, everything else. Um, side note: that movie is amazing. Uh, both of them, I really love them. Uh, so we get the scary wolf up and then she buys the whistle and then she goes in front of the street which is dangerous candace like you already almost got stampeded once and at the mall i didn't mention this but the guy like not only do the humans bum rush the man but then the cows go over that man in a non children show would be dead oh yeah yeah absolutely um but candace These
1: cows would show no mercy
0: yep they would not <laughs> candace goes and she's behind the light so she can't see that it turns red, but the cows stop after she pulls the whistle and she's like, Oh my god, I did it. And then the cows um go after her. Uh do they stampede her or does she get out of the way?
1: Um I did not write that down. Because Oh oh she she uh is like calling her mom and she yeah. she like sees sees that uh her mom's getting her hair cut and she's yeah. trying to get her mom to look out the window. I think she avoids it.
0: Yeah, somehow she gets out of the way. Um, and then she's in the back of the pack she calls and then did you see the linda's getting her hair done in the center of town so the cows are running that way and she's like oh my god look out the window look out the window and linda's like oh that's cute because she sees a truck did you see the name on the truck
1: it was uh, swampy's fresh yeah. milk and then yeah. in the
0: second episode there's a dan something um yeah. so yeah. i i love that they like shout out their writers but
1: yeah this is this is the only thing i have written down this week on uh or in in this episode on the on the candace gaslight watch is yeah. uh, linda looking out the window and and she's like look at the cows
0: because it's a and milk truck it's,
1: it's a bunch of cows on on the side of a milk truck for for swampy's fresh milk
0: yeah uh, i just had some like because yeah I,
1: I was about to get really upset whenever like candace candace is on the phone with linda and i was like this this herd of cattle was just walking right outside the window like how is she not seeing the, even even like whenever she's not being told to look out the window and see the cattle how does she not see them outside the window uh and then like, they you just they, through like
2: your per- peripheral vision you would think she would be able to catch it since well, she's, she's right under the, yeah. uh,
0: under the hair dome so maybe she can't turn her head that much i don't know i've never been under one of those um have either of you been in one of those and can see i don't know I've I've never
1: had my hair long enough to 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 get it dried or curled in that way. So I, I yeah. I've I was always like interested in what that machine did, but, same. But like never had a reason to use it.
0: When I was little, I called it the Buzz Lightyear machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, they get through, she sees the milk cart and then back to Doofenshmirtz's plot. Uh, Agent P is uh being held over this lava pit um he probably got that from the Mo- mount rushmore stuff uh, but he's Ooh. in this lava pit and he swings himself off and untangles himself and do like don't press that button no no not that button don't press that one next to it <laughs> um and then
2: he why would you it. tell him not to press the button to i didn't understand that all. he <laughs> well, neither
1: this is, yeah this is the thing where maybe maybe doofenshmirtz is just in it for the fun of it
0: Exactly. Where, yeah. like,
1: he, he's definitely not good at being bad. Mm-hmm. And like uh, almost all of his plans, he sort of foils himself.
0: Yeah, this episode really highlighted that. And that's when I was like, okay, these two episodes back to back. I think he's just bored and wants attention from Perry the Platypus. And like, mm-hmm. it's the highlight of his day. Like,
2: well, even Vanessa Im- was like, oh, why did you add a self destruct button to this lair <laughs> uh, <layer> thing? <laughs> and then she's like, deuces, I'm out. Yeah,
0: she yeets the heck out of there. She takes his escape pod and he's like, okay, it's okay. I'll have my jetpack. And then Perry the Platypus takes the jetpack and he's like, oh my God, why did I do that? Because then Perry, it's not like, it's almost as bad as putting an escape hatch in the period. Platypus finds an escape hatch. And, um, at that point, uh, how does he get out? Does he gra- jump and grab Perry's legs? Or is that in the uh, next- Perry he's, doubles he's,
2: back for him. Yeah.
0: See, that's a kind little platypus. Yeah, he's, he's like screaming
1: because the, the lair is about to self-destruct, and, and Perry turns back and, and saves him out of it.
0: Yeah, um, and that's very kind of Perry. I had that in my nose. I should have just looked down. But, um, the cows, meanwhile, run towards a cliff. They all pause and then one of them knocks over the other one. And that one didn't get in the water slide. So, uh, poor cow. Like, that was cow-on-cow meanness. <laughs> I was not okay with that. Justice for that cow. He um,
1: did the old, uh, uh is it, uh, Thanos did to uh, Gamora.
0: Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, also, Justice for Black Widow had <laughs> that point. Um, but the
2: movie got delayed again. So, you know. Yeah, that's fair.
0: It. At least she gets a movie and Hawkeye only gets a TV show. Yeah, yeah true. Um, but we, so then they fall off and there's a water slide and they get in there. And then poor Candace falls off and probably does the same path that the cow did. She falls into like snakes, cactuses, and scorpions. Um, while yeah, but of
2: she's alive still after I that. <laughs>
1: yeah candace does a lot of falling off of mountains in this episode yeah i guess both of these episodes is that a
0: gag that is just from these two episodes or does it happen a ton because i don't remember that
1: like like Hmm. i don't know i guess it's something we can we can track yeah I, i think there's definitely a lot of like things that don't go candace's way but how much of it is actual like physical danger i don't
0: know Yeah. That's not fair that she gets mentally gaslit and physically attacked yeah. by scorpions and mountains and poor Candace. This is really a Candace defense account, um, but Perry ends up reversing the termite helmet, which causes them to chase Doofenshmirtz, and he runs down the roller coaster um, while they chomp. And Doofenshmirtz yeah. got some fast feet. Yeah, I don't, I don't really
1: understand. Well, I guess they, they say in the episode like. Why did you put a reverse switch on this thing? I shouldn't have put a reverse switch on this thing. But I also like don't understand how the reverse switch even works.
0: Yeah. So my my assumption was that it just turns instead of them doing things forward, because he's wearing the helmet, they attack him. That's the best explanation I got. Um, but because they still eat the wood, it's not like they like cough the wood back up and like reverse time.
1: Mm, yeah. That's that's fair.
0: Yeah, but. Um, I'm still upset with the name of this. It could have been the termite controlinator, but no termite control helmet. Bye. Um, so, anyways, the pieces fall around, and then Phoenix and Ferber are like, "We need gotta trap the cows," and then it's like a corral ends up just being there. And poor Candace. And it's like so. So they they like
1: eat all the pieces of a roller coaster, but like the, the some of the planks just like fall and become posts in the ground, and then, and then the, the metal wire, the just metal like, railing, just kind of like perfect self there
0: yeah. perfect fit snug as a bug um and yeah and then linda comes to pick them up and candace is like huh and that that was like a difference in candace's move she's like just take me home i want to go home <laughs> so I, Relatable. i'm
1: done with today this um, is
0: it. so yeah that's the end of the episode um and apparently when this episode does not air with the other ones they do the in the mall uh gag in the end credits as well hmm. um so I looked that up. Uh, uh,
1: the last thing we get here is, is, uh, you know, Candace is exasperated. She wants to go home and Linda's like, what's wrong with her? And then, and Ferb finally gets his line of, uh, I reckon herding cattle ain't for city folk.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also in the end credits, uh, Isabella says, boy, howdy. Um, a few things that I also pulled from the great Phineas and Ferb w- wiki, um, there's no, aren't you a little too young to do this line in this episode? And I don't believe there's one in the next episode either.
1: I don't no. remember one.
0: Yeah, um, which was definitely something to notice. Um, and then Perry, we talked about his entrance to the lair, um, and and the evil jingle we talked about. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts on this besides while I read some background information and production information?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. There there were some some funny like sight gags in or earlier in the episode that I have written down. Yeah. yeah. Like while while they're at the carnival, there's like signs for different events going on at the carnival. There's like a, there's like a cow chip throwing contest and a hog call. And, and the one that made me laugh the most was, was they were advertising an egg laying contest. Uh, b- both because it's, I think it's sort of a, a callback to whenever they were talking about, maybe, maybe Perry will lay an egg. um, And then also just like what is an egg laying contest how does how does that become a contest in any way
0: I, that <laughs> confuses me did you ever have to do egg drop contests though oh
1: i think i think we did something like that in in like a like an 8th grade science class or something where we had to like make little uh they gave us you know 6 feet of tape and a bunch of straws and and yeah uh, like a plastic bag or something and they're like okay you're going to drop this egg off the building don't let it don't let it break
0: yeah we definitely did that on our 5th grade like 3-day camping trip that we did um because it was raining for one of the nighttime activities that we were going to do so then they just were like here's an egg drop comp- contest you got to do this now um and then i know at college the science department uh does like a pumpkin drop contest uh, <clears throat> off the roof <throat> of the building for every halloween Oh, that was cool, uh, Navi. Did you ever have to do any of those? Uh,
2: well, I remember in high school we did the pumpkin drop, but we—I've never done the egg drop one myself.
0: Yeah. Um. So I found some background information. Uh, when before Candace Calls Stacy, there's an orchestral remix version of Gitchy Gitchy Goo," which we haven't gotten to yet. But, mm. spoiler, mild spoiler. I think that's next week. That's gonna be the number one song for me, and that's just a soft spoiler right here. Um. <laughs> A teaser for next week uh then the, apparently after the cow storm out of the cafeteria the sign behind them says that the special of the day is beef um oh no right um
1: it's <laughs> another one of the one of the
0: visual gags that i had written down yeah yeah and then doofenshmirtz says i guess i'm running the same way phineas said i guess we're walking that's more to the theory that doofenshmirtz is phineas and candace's dad mm. um yeah, y'all know that theory, right? I've I've heard the theory, and I've also seen enough uh,
1: TikToks from from Dan Povenmire himself addressing it, saying that it's not true.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but I I I do think the theory is very funny. Yes. Uh,
0: apparently this episode aired um February eighth, two thousand eight. February. Um, <laughs> that's what they were doing on Disney Channel, I think. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I, I remember now.
0: Yeah, see, it, it came back to me, but um the the there's an episode description if people care i don't have to read that but um there's a lot of errors in this episode apparently um so that's fun um and then the last thing uh is in the continuity during the stop for vittles in the mall cafeteria the elevator version of i'm lindana and i want to have fun can be briefly heard oh and in terms of illusions austin powers uh home on the range the magnificent seven which is obviously the namesake. Uh, the Western music motif, uh, James Bond with Perry and the underwater device, my little pony um, with the pony that Isabella rides, which also is, it looks a lot like the pony that Doop had for Vanessa's birthday in a later episode for as a child and then green acres. Um, so that's everything we have there. And we, uh, If you want trivia, I have trivia too. But otherwise, we can take a quick break and then we'll get back to our coverage of Swinter and our final things. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Yep, sounds good. We'll be right back.
2: Well,
1: that was delicious.
2: All right. So the episode starts off with Lawrence uh, walking uh, towards the backyard with the boys and asks Phineas and Ferb what they're doing today. And Phineas and Ferb, they're not even doing like a handstand. Like they're literally just on their heads, (laughs) no arms. How does that even work?
0: That sounds painful. I,
1: at one point in my life, could almost do a headstand um, because I, I... this is probably four or five years ago at this point I went to yoga twice a week at like six in the morning and I could do a headstand if I was against a wall um, but the people who were teaching the class they could they could do it granted I don't think yeah. Phineas and ferber doing yoga I think they're just tired
0: what you don't think they're they're subscribers to Vitas yoga or whatever <laughs>
1: I think, I think their their head shape really helps a lot too. yeah also it their helps, hair it helps to have like a flat, a flat base.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Phineas's head is a triangle. Ferb is like a square. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: remember one of the my the former copywriters at the station? She would say, "Oh yeah, my mom would like twist my head around like as I was born, just to make sure I had a nice round head. Maybe their parents ended up like making sure that their heads were flat as it does." I
0: have questions. <laughs> uh, she she was like reaching down as the baby was popping out to like shimmy no, their no, head
2: no. no so like when the, after the child is born okay like in the crib she like as the baby's oh, okay. resting they would she would like rotate the head around so that it would be a nice dome
3: okay because she oh, wanted.
2: I thought, I, apparently I, I thought, her mom wanted her to have like a nice round head if she ever decided to rock the bald look okay okay i
0: thought you and were talking about as the baby was being born she was like i yeah, feel like, like there's you, too much I, I, going on
1: i feel like you would have other other things on your mind at that time
0: yeah, yeah i
2: think you would be uh asking for like an adderall or something or not yep. an adderall an advil well maybe a pain adderall meds probably know. probably yeah.
1: something a lot a, a little stronger than an advil yeah
2: yeah
1: I, I, I don't know i've never given birth before i i'm not qualified to to speak on this yeah
0: no, me <laughs> um but um, yeah so maybe she could do that headstand. You should ask her and get back to her us.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'll ask her. Um, and uh, so Lawrence asked the boys, well, what are you going to do today? And they're like, well, it's too hot to think about something to do. And Lawrence has just the right thing that they could focus their energy on for the did day. Did you also and that think is- of
0: Will? Did you also
2: think <laughs> yes, of Will? Yes, <laughs> I did think of Will. I'm, and I want Will's takes on all the snow cone shenanigans that take place this episode um but uh lawrence brings out the snow cone machine and says oh it's from back when i was a boy and he shows them how to use it and the boys are very enthralled by it so will tell us about the snow cone machine
1: well for for one as as a former snow cone artist um i i i was very offended by candace's snow cone takes (laughs) She, she was she was like unimpressed with snow she was like not she was like, "It's it's just ice and blue carbs." I was like, "It's it's so much more than that, Candace. You don't understand."
2: Yeah, what do you think um, the flavor of the blue syrup was? Was it like blueberry, blue raspberry, acai? Uh, blue raspberry
1: is. Hi, wait, wait, wait. Back up, back
0: up. You say acai? Acai?
2: is it's it acai? acai. Uh, it's acai. Because okay, okay, so
0: it, it's it's a Brazilian word or Portuguese, but so the the C has that little thingy on it. Uh huh. Really cute, and that's like an S.
2: Okay. I'm not. No. I'm not, no. no.
0: But I, honestly, <laughs> you call it whatever you want. I just wanted to make sure that I was just like shook out of my mind. I love it. <laughs> we don't. No, we don't I want the comments known. coming for us.
2: No, I should have known that it was Asai because I remember uh, from Survivor Abby Maria Gomez. She had that vodka or that yeah. wine that was the acai. Vodka, and...
0: Yeah, I wanted some, but I was too young at the time. And then I don't. It's know one of she those words does. that
1: like you've probably heard say people say it out, out loud. loud. But yeah, yeah it, it, I just it, read it. It's like all, all the people when whenever they like, if they only ever read the, the Harry Potter books but never saw the movies, then they thought her name was like Hermione
0: instead of <laughs> <Didn't> Hermione. No <laughs> one ever it, said um, it out loud. Didn't Akiva think it was
2: Hermione at one point? on Renata? Maybe. Hermione one or whatever. Yeah. Hermione.
0: <laughs> Hermione. <laughs>
2: yes, uh, but, but thank you for the educational no uh, vocabulary. Can for, please correct uh, my
0: vocabulary in the future if I ever, because words are hard and even as a communications major, words are hard.
2: Oh yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, um, yeah.
1: So so the snow gun stand I worked at, we had blue raspberry, we had blueberry, we had uh, blue coconut flavor. Ooh, what? Had, um, I blue think vanilla. They, might, they they might have also called it blue Hawaiian instead of blue coconut. But it was oh. pretty, uh, I love the taste was, of coconut. It was pretty good. Uh, and there was there was also a blackberry flavor that was closer to blue than than like a deeper purple. Uh, but those those were all very good. I I'm partial to the blue flavors.
0: I'm looking online and the prices vary from anywhere to $40 to like $760 for snow cone machines. Uh
1: yeah, you could probably get uh, like, uh, a like uh, a not great one from from Walmart or Target for like yeah. 40 50 bucks. Uh but the the one we used Look at the the snowy three thousand. How much a snowy <laughs> snowy three thousand?
3: It the sounds Carnival like King. a
1: fake name. Like if you were to make up the name of a snow cone machine, it would probably be the snowy three thousand.
0: There's this one called the Omega OF S thirty black and stainless steel triple three. That's three thousand seven hundred and nine dollars. Oh um, man! So wait, what was it called? The sta- the snow
1: the snowy three thousand.
2: Snowy Cube Pro Ice Shaver. Snowy at snowy.com oh this little snowy one looks so cute i know um
1: yeah it looks like the snowy 3000 sells for about three thousand dollars whoa this is
2: like almost three thousand dollars
1: yeah but
0: i i mean i guess if it's a like a professional snow cone thing if you're
2: but it looks so tiny i feel like the snow
0: cone business is probably like something that someone could get invested in
1: it is incredibly lucrative (laughs) like all the upfront cost is is just like this snow cone machine itself but you can you can put in regular ice uh the syrups are are pretty easy to make it's mostly like water and sugar mixed with like the flavoring that that you can buy for uh fairly inexpensively uh but the the markup is ridiculous and i i think this is why like uh i talked last week about how uh you know they they let us have all the free snow cones we wanted uh and 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 it's because that that, like snow cones after like the upfront cost they cost like nothing to make
2: yeah Um, they probably were able to pay off the snowy 3000 by that point
1: so yeah yeah once that is paid off you are in in the clear
2: all right, so I'm seeing a picture with the human beside it. And yeah, it looks a lot bigger than when it's just by yeah. itself.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, honestly, I don't want a snow cone right now because we're in the middle of a snowstorm here. But I would, when I move back to LA, I would consider purchasing a snow cone machine.
2: All <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's true. Okay, the cheap back one, to though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back to the episode here. Um, so uh, the thing is, Lawrence and Linda, they're going to an antique show. So they've been, I guess, been collecting rubbish in their basement. And they're about to go and sell it off and buy their own things, as we'll find out later on. Do we think Haney episode. was there? <laughs> <Do you think laughs>
1: they're trying to sell his, his scary wolf puppet. Let me see.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sorry for interrupting.
2: <laughs> no, it's all good. Feel free to interrupt whenever you need to. Um, cause I will be too engrossed in my notes. Um, so, um, as the parents leave for the antique store, um, Lawrence warns the boys, Hey, you know, Candace is on edge more so than usual. So, you know, take it easy on her. And they're like, okay, sure. And then they leave. And then Candace's head just like pops out of the garage door as she's like, I'm ready to bust you. So that was pretty cute. Um, let's see here. Um, so... Uh, the snow cone machine actually ends up inspiring Phineas and gives him the idea for Swinter. So, um, uh, but they're going to need a lot more ice and mm. also a way to keep the ice nice and not melty. Is that fair to say? Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, you got to keep it cool somehow. Uh, yeah. I guess if if it all melts, then you just have like, I don't know, a beach again.
2: Yeah, because it's, <laughs> they, they it's snow in July, and I don't know where exactly Danville is. It, have we established where that is? Is it just like wherever they need
0: it to be. be? Yeah,
2: yeah. So I don't know what the temperature is there and how much they would need to work to get the ice or the snow to not melt in the wow. middle of July, but it looks to be pretty hot since they're always complaining about how hot it is there um so uh candace goes up to them asks what is they're up to and phineas offers her a snow cone and as we've talked about before candace just uh sort of shakes him off and was like ew i'd rather not and then leaves Mm -hmm. um and then maybe uh perry would want one phineas says to ferb and then they ask where's perry so let's go see where perry's at Uh, So Perry leaves by going to where the garden hose is. And it's like all coiled up. And like he steps into like the little circle part of it and then like turns on the tap and then it takes him down. I don't know how that works. I don't understand how the the hose didn't just end up going, turning on and like going all over the place. But whatever. Major Monogram tells Perry that they're worried that Doof's buying laser pointers and that it would have been fine if it was just two or three laser pointers but he ordered over 18,000 so what so, does he need with 18,000 laser pointers?
0: where does he get the money from like is it all spousal support especially because yeah, every for- every single episode he like builds a new location and stuff like that too and I mean thing. he actually sold some aluminum side it. maybe that <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah he maybe he's like
1: a
0: oh go fighting. ahead
2: No, he sold some aluminum siding. He got that spousal support from Charlene. Um, You know, you got to keep the side hustle. Yeah. And that's very much- Maybe he
0: also- Perry is like a few hours late, so he already makes a little bit of a profit each day. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Just just enough to keep afloat. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. And as a a major monogram is talking, uh, Perry's like taking notes, quote unquote, when really he's just drawing major monogram. (laughs) And that's like very relatable. I've done that multiple times during like city council meetings and school board meetings. Oh, especially the school board. meetings. I'll
1: I'll go back and like, look at a bunch of like lecture notes that I've taken during class. uh, And, and like far too many of them just have like doodles in the in the side of the the paper that's like this is what time it is this is how much longer until this class is over
0: yeah no agreed
1: there is there is one in particular i remember where where we were um it was like right when i started grad school we were we were getting uh, a presentation from from a guy who's like in charge of some of the libraries uh and he was he was telling us about like all the all the resources that the libraries had for us and, and, you know, different places we could go check out you know books and, and look up scientific articles. Um, and it was, he was just not entertaining at all. So I, I still have the, the picture that I drew that is like just this guy talking.
0: See, I, I didn't do a ton of drawing, drawing in college, but I remember in middle school, I got yelled at because I was drawing and like, I literally went up to the teacher before and being like, listen, like I, like I was also a loud kid so I would talk a lot and I'm like I will draw and I pay attention when I like I can multitask like that let me draw and like or trace sometimes when like there wasn't a trace on like I don't know if you had agendas but there were like little drawings on them oh so yeah. I would trace them but um and then like she was like okay and then like the next day after I did it she's like listen you don't pay attention I'm like yes I do I can tell you everything and she got mad at me so she banned me from drawing and then jokes on her because I was probably not the best student after that (laughs) um but in in college I would like if there was a class that I didn't like there was a stats class that I was terrible in and I did not understand and also I was like at this point I'm just going to learn from the book because this professor is not great so um that was around the time that Game Changers aired so I was reading Josh Wiggler's articles every every um Mm -hmm. every class especially during the preseason and then um in this other class I forget which one but I would I would just go sit in the back and i would watch um old episodes of television shows um muted but it was like a class that was irrelevant like if it was a com class and i was like 100 percent in because i loved it but it was for those like gen ed classes i i would watch with subtitles and i think rourke has said on like podcast that she does that too so i feel vindicated that like a lawyer is gonna get through law school by doing that nice. but um yeah but doodling is fun
2: yeah, it is fun. Also, one thing I wanted to ask is I've never bought a laser pointer before. Like, I'm sure people with cats probably have bought like a bunch of them. But how much do they cost? Like one laser pointer?
0: That's a question uh, for the Google.
1: Yeah, I guess it depends on how strong it is. Because if it's strong enough to be able to to melt things, uh, it probably costs quite a bit.
0: So I'm seeing from $4 to $50, depends on the yeah. kind.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure if he bought them in bulk, he got a discount, so. Yeah.
0: What color laser pointer is the strongest green? Probably, (laughs) yeah. Well, he had
2: red, so. Yeah.
0: Why are green laser pointers illegal?
2: What? They're illegal. I
1: think I've seen something where, where like. Oh,
0: it's, like, illegal to market them in certain ways.
1: Mm, Um, Okay. I've seen some where, like. There are some laser pointers that are like strong enough to where you can like point at stuff in the night sky. Yeah, um, which is kind of unsettling. Um, well, I, I've I've definitely seen people who will like like uh, disable like street lights with it, to where they they like pointed at whatever sensor of the street light senses that it's dark outside, uh, and it, m- it makes the street light think that it's you know light outside, so it turns off damn maybe this maybe this is all myth maybe this is
0: um i remember um in at a summer camp the same summer camp that i mentioned earlier but then this time i was like doing it for summer camp um they were like it was a nighttime sort of thing so they were telling us that like the red laser pointers are great because like the only color you can see at night without like hurting your eyes immediately like you know when you turn on the lights in the middle of the night and then it's like it's red like that's why like a lot of watches have red if you for night mode but, blue light filter. Yep, exactly. um But yeah, do finishers probably bought the cheap ones. I would assume,
2: unless he... yeah, it, that seems on brand for him to which, not which, like,
1: in the you think about it, he he could have just bought like I don't know four thousand of the of of better ones instead of eighteen thousand of of worse ones. I I don't know how to have i I'd be for the discounts. Here. Yeah
0: yeah
2: well whatever back to the <laughs> Flynn Fletcher backyard the boys uh have amassed more snow for their idea for Swinter and have a ton of fans operating to help keep this snow not from melting and I believe I like I paused and I counted there were at least seven or eight fans that I can see and like where do they I get all these fans from like do they does their entire house have that many fans like I don't understand. Do you have that many fans in your house? Because we would just have one for the living room and then one for each of our bedrooms. And there were three of us. So my mom would have one, my brother had one, and then I had one, and then just the one fan in the living room. So we had four in total. So I guess they would just all have fans in their respective rooms and then also in the living room. I don't know. I'm thinking too much.
0: No, no. So during, like before the pandemic, we had the ceiling fan in um, the yeah. kitchen. And then we had, like, I had a little fan because I lived in a dorm with no air conditioning. So I had that. But then during the pandemic, because we couldn't leave the house and go to the mall during a heat wave um, or something, or like a movie theater to cool off, we there was a heat wave and our AC broke. Um, so we got oh, wow. three fans, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like, I think I think, I feel like if you have... More than one per person in your house, so they shouldn't have more than five, and especially because Finney said for share a room, so they should have four. Yeah. Um, Will, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I they also seem like more um closer to like industrial fans than, than you would think.
0: Yeah, uh, so they like, were like very have, big and bulky.
1: Yeah, well, they're, they're the kind of fans that have the little like ribbons on them so you can see when they're on, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um which I, uh, I I guess is like a safety thing, so you don't like stick your hand in it. Um, so I, I mean I I'm guessing they they get it the same where the same place they get everything else uh, the, the the same way they got a bunch of like materials to build a roller coaster and and car parts that you know did just they, they they just show up they just show up. Yep. Yeah. If it's they're, like- they're real missing and
2: yeah, I was wondered if it was like donations from like the other people in the neighborhood mm. being like, hey, if you're going to like do this fun thing here, yeah. take this and help with the idea. That, that that could very well be
1: possible too. Yeah, Isabella I, I, definitely. I like, I like the crowdsourcing idea, I think, the best.
0: Yeah, Isabella definitely rolled up all the fireside squad. They brought their own. So that definitely yeah, makes speaking sense. Speaking
2: of Isabella, she shows up and asks, what you doing? And they're like, making Swinter. And then. Uh, I think Phineas says, why have snow when it's too cold to enjoy it? And I will say, back in June, it did snow here in the town I lived in. I am living in. It was very depressing. It only lasted for like not even an hour and like it melted immediately on contact but I still was very depressed afterwards (laughs) that Uh it snowed in winter especially because like the the past winter that we had was so long and we had like a terrible dump and it took forever for it to melt like it didn't end up melting until like the end of May I think and even afterwards like the temperature was like in the like 10-15 area I don't know how that is in Fahrenheit but it was not like super like summer free yeah right at that point and then it snowed and i was like i'm done with this place uh but i stay because uh i like being employed and getting yes
0: no i feel like as a kid i always thought winter was such a cool idea um and then i just feel like maybe it's because there's a snowstorm but i feel like i would want the hot summer but then like going being able to ski i guess but otherwise there's not a ton of things you can do with snow i feel like if you're not a kid it's not that enjoyable
2: no i mean if you're a kid you can make you know like snowmen have snowball fights yeah uh, but as an adult i mean there's winter activities you can do like you can go snowshoeing you can go snowmobiling cross-country skiing uh, yeah. i know a lot of people up here who do that i am not one of those people because no, i hate an indoor leaving... cat yeah i'm an indoor cat for yeah, sure 100%.
1: Since, yeah, ever, since i turned like 13 or 14 years old i i became very much anti-snow um mainly because i'm very anti being cold and wet um so like over over the the holidays this past year like my my brothers they all like went out and and it it snowed one day uh, a couple days before christmas and they all went out and had a snowball fight and made a huge snowman and i i was i'm staying inside not i i can i can look at snow but I, I don't want to have to be in, in snow.
0: Nothing yeah. Is. No. And I just like, also you have to get dressed and like, it's so much easier to just stay inside, watch a movie instead. Um, and this, like, it was so weird. Cause I hadn't experienced snow in two years because um, I go to, except for this year, I usually go to Brazil for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, this year was different, but um, so, and then I moved <laughs> to LA at the start of January. So then I was like, then now I'm being here. I'm like, I forgot how freezing it is. Um, so Swinter, maybe I could do one day of Swinter, but then, like Phineas and Ferb had it, that's fine afterwards. Um, I, w- I will say like
1: if I'm going to be in snow, Swinter is like the ideal version of it.' Uh, it's like like Phineas mentions like what's the point of of snow if it's just gonna be cold? Um, like, like like it's it's sort of like the opposite to me of um there was a uh my high school band trip we went to uh uh Breckenridge Colorado we did like a, a skiing thing um and I didn't go skiing because I didn't want to pay the money to go skiing um but we we stayed at this lodge and uh, this lodge had a bunch of hot tubs and being in the hot tub while it was snowing was a very cool experience
0: that um, sounds cool yeah
1: um but as I I, I think it, it, this winter would be sort of the same thing for me is is like there is snow. Snow is kind of cool, but also I don't have to be cold if I don't want to. I can I can leave this very easily.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, I just realized that uh our names are Agent N, Agent F and Agent W.
3: I changed <laughs> <I'm> it. <assuming.
2: laughs> I did not notice that until now. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, moving on back to the episode I'm really yeah. bad at like no
0: tangents are the best
2: yeah so we come back to Candace who uh, is on the phone assumedly with Stacy and she's yes. talking about how cheerleaders are overrated anyway um I don't know Were cheerleaders a thing at your school because we had them as like a sports level but they didn't like really do a whole lot in terms of like pep rallies and they didn't go around wearing their uniforms in school even during class I don't know if that was a thing for you guys but
0: I don't know about the public high school but for the high school I went to which was a private school we didn't have cheerleaders but we had I'm still bitter about this but <laughs> the seniors when you get apply to be like a spirit leader basically and there were 10 spots and I feel like there was a lot of nepotism and like friends picking friends from the previous year but in terms of audition wise I think I was in the top 10. And I had a lot of compliments about my audition. They also like messed me up because I was told to come at 6.30 or whatever, um, like just throwing a time out there. But they had me scheduled for six. Um, mm. So everyone like was like, um, you missed your audition slot. And I left my phone in like this other room where I was like practicing for my audition. And then so I had to go back to another building, get it and show them that they messed up and then so like i was all in my head and i still outperformed and then they picked all these like also they picked like a ton of white people and i was like well your your um standards of diversity are not that great but there was also some nepotism because i literally saw one of the ones from the year above me telling someone who had a bad audition in my opinion like oh yeah i got you i got you you're gonna be one i'm like what the hell so i'm bitter but um, yeah, we had that in high school, and then they would do the football games, and they would every Friday mm-hmm. they had to wear a skirt and stuff like that, like a blue skirt, um, even in the winter. So at least I didn't have to oh, do that. that. Sucks. At least mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you, Will?
1: Yeah, high uh, high school football was was a very prominent culture at my high school. I think I think the high school I went to. Um, I think they've, they have like the second most state championships in all of Oklahoma. Um, but like everyone was super into whether it was the football team or the cheerleaders or the band, like everyone was into something that was part of it. Um, I, I, but, but yeah, there were, there were a lot of cheerleaders, um, and a lot of people who would like join cheerleading for the fun of it just because they like wanted the I, I don't know if they wanted like the status of being a cheerleader or just like all their friends were being cheerleaders so they wanted to do it uh, but yeah it, it was definitely like sort of a thing that, that yeah some people
3: would would do that
2: yeah I mean it was kind of a, a thing in terms of like competitively as a sport as I said um our team actually did like really well like in the provincial cheer things both for like palm stuff and also the 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 throwing and the flipping of the people. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, but it wasn't like oh they would go around wearing their uniforms and like be super bitchy. They were just like, you know, normal kids. So. Oh, so
0: it's not like in Glee with which one with one of my all-time favorite characters Santana, <gasps> the Cheerios, that's not that's not real life. They're not Sue Sylvester is a real person.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately not at my school. Maybe yeah. my school really boring um, no, so,
1: ours was also like not like that at yeah. all like like our i don't think our cheerleading team like ever mm-hmm. ever did any competitions or anything it was all just like mm-hmm. everything was was for the football team um, i will say yeah.
0: watching cheerleading competitions on tv those are kind of fun like i don't watch them often but whenever i stumble upon them those are kind of fun i also love gymnastics at the olympics um because mm-hmm. it's just fun to see people do things that you can't do um yeah i will add that so i went to public high school for one year um and i do remember a powderpuff game so i have to imagine there were cheerleaders because if that's like the the cheerleaders would then play the football and the guy the football mm-hmm. players would then be the cheerleaders so i would imagine that but
1: there's a really good episode of king of the hill when when Bobby is like the cheerleader for the for the powderpuff football team
0: yeah <laughs> I, i've never Kingdom of the hill should i there's so many shows I, on my list
1: i i within like the last two weeks just finished a a full rewatch of king of the hill it it took me like a year there's 13 seasons um but i love that show so much
0: okay so maybe i'll watch it like i feel like i could probably watch a few episodes without having to like watch the whole show though Mm -hmm. yeah i'll
1: I'll, I'll give you some recommendations
0: okay yeah because it's kind of overwhelming because i told some people that i would watch upload with them and then mm-hmm. Jessica Sterling already finished Upload before I even had a chance to watch the first episode. I still need to finish Breaking Bad, um, which is so good. Um, and then also Jess Sterling now is on cas- t- Catastrophe. And I'm like, lady, I still need to watch Upload, <laughs> let alone she's like in the middle of season two, at least maybe season three by now of Catastrophe. Um, so that's Have you ever
2: gotten sure. around to watching Cheer, the Netflix documentary?
0: No, but I heard, I, I watched, first of all, I watched Monica Valdama. Um, is it Valda? No, her team name was Valda Monica Aldama on Dancing with the Stars, and mm-hmm. I liked her. But then I heard that there was like some like someone on the show got canceled. Um, oh, I Jerry, didn't. Jerry, Jerry got canceled um, because um, he was okay. like. But I heard it was really good, like the show itself. Yeah, it
2: was a good watch. Um, you mentioned you were like you would enjoyed watching the high school competitions when they were on TV, so I figured yeah. that may have been up your alley, but um yeah anyway uh cheerleaders are overrated uh, (laughs) yeah cheerleaders are overrated and uh as candace is saying this um the snow uh, like starts covering her window and it like blocks the light from the sun and she eventually goes up to check and she opens her window and snow just like just piles into her room and she escapes Uh her her room through the window and sees this winter wonderland so to speak um, so what was your impressions of, uh, the actual seeing actual Swinter and the mountain and all that? It looked cool. Oh, sir. Yeah. It was definitely yeah.
1: impressive. Yeah.
0: Um, but again, I feel like when I was younger, it looks super cool, but now I'm like, it just looks like a snow mountain within. I feel like, like, I feel like that it was very wintry. There was not enough summer details to like. Advertised that it was summer for the most part, especially like mm-hmm. my thing was when Candace becomes an icicle, and we'll get to that part. I feel like the sun could have melted her, besides her anger. Like we could have seen, <laughs> it even yeah. like just like accentuate the fact that it's summer, but there's a winter Wonderland.
2: All yeah, right. and uh, that's the cue for this winter song. Um, and I love this song. Spoiler alert! Um, I-, I can s- spoiler alert. It's very high on my list for the song rankings. Um, plus, I just remember it being a part of, like, as similar to the Backyard Beach, it was a big part of their, like, promotion. Like, it would always be on, like, mm-hmm. the commercials and all that. I don't know if yeah. it was the same for you guys as well. Mm-hmm. But. No,
0: I definitely remember. I remember Backyard Beach more. Um, I remember the the hook, like, because it's winter. winter. I didn't remember any of the lyrics, and I can't mm-hmm. even say them. I know there's something about a kite, but I can't remember how it goes. But I really enjoyed the song, and it was, like, a sleeper hit, I feel like, especially on this real watch.
2: Will, what about
0: you? Yeah, yeah, I think
1: like I remember I, I definitely remember this song, but not super well. Um, and I thought I didn't like the song whenever I was a kid, but, but it was it was definitely a, a very pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed it this time around. It, it gave me very like like sixties pop, like like Andrew's sisters vibes. Kind of one of one of those Christmas songs.
0: Yeah, um, it did have a Christmas with, uh, feel, but it was, it had like a little twist because it wasn't super Christmassy, but it was very wintry if that, like it's not. Right. Like, yeah. I, 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 really, I really enjoyed it. I, I did too. And I thought Isabella, um, like the, the visuals went along really well with like the kite and the ice skating. Uh-huh.
2: All right. So Candice, Con- uh, Candice goes to call her mom, but then she sees her, uh, love interest, Jeremy, and from the corner of her eye, and it looks like he's about to go skiing, and she goes up to talk to him and Jeremy asks if she wants to go skiing with him. But she says that she is afraid of heights. And he just kind of is like, Okay, well, bye. I guess. I'll go, I'll go hang out with <laughs> Didi then. Well, I mean, whatever,
0: yeah. whatever you fall
1: off a mountain in the previous episode, it's pretty understandable that you're the afraid of heights.
0: <laughs> Literally, though, the T the T jumped out. <laughs> um yeah. But yeah, and then he he's like, Okay, well, I'll go hang out with Didi and that's this part right
2: yeah this is this part and then candace goes oh hey who's Didi?" and then she goes and calls stacy and then stacy tells her oh she Dee is a foreign exchange student from sweden and now she has someone from sweden to compete
0: for jeremy's
2: affections or so she believes
0: yeah so just a we're gonna jump ahead quickly to just like reveal the gag so Didi keeps their glasses on the whole time um their goggles and Didi has long hair. So Candace thinks that Didi is another woman competing for Jeremy's attention. But Didi's just like a ski bro um, that it, um, is friends with Jeremy. So Candace got in her on unless Jeremy is bisexual then, but we don't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek and- Dukinson, I think
0: I... Oh, yes, Derek Dukinson. That's the Didi. Um, and I think that was a fun play on like uh, name and Didi's expectations. Name.
2: Yeah, it was for sure. Um, right. so it was something that,
0: you- that I didn't I didn't notice
1: until like my my second time through the episode. You can actually like hear every time that Jeremy says DD, he kind of mm-hmm. says it like like DD, but like he does whenever he explains it like that you know it's the letter D, the letter D. Um, yeah. it, it's it's sort, it's sort of a subtle thing that like the first time I watched it, I, de- I definitely didn't didn't know it. Um, but after I rewatched it knowing the twist I was like, oh, he he is saying DD every single time. It, it's yeah. like Candace who's who's making this thing up in her head that she thinks DD is like uh, a girl that that is into Jeremy. Yeah. I'll be
2: honest, I did not notice that even on like the second watch here. So me neither. I'm glad he come on to that.
0: Yeah, Will is our is our detail oriented king. That's why he, oh, that's no. why he does the math. He needs to make sure everything <laughs> lines up. Whereas now you know we proofread things like as calm people, but we don't we don't. Like, we're not as detail-oriented in, in, like, the the specific of, like, the more audio. Like, I don't know. This analogy is not going anywhere, but.
2: It's okay. I get what you're doing. I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down, so to speak. Somehow this connects uh,
0: to math and will excel. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, Candace wants to break those two up, and so she runs towards the lift, Gets on the same one as Vanessa, who makes her uh, next appearance quite soon. Yeah. yeah, And both are seeming to be commiserating over uh, their brothers and dad, respectively. Yeah.
0: So I watched, did you either of you watch the Phineas and Fred movie from this summer? Yeah. Yeah. I- okay. I did not know or remember that Candace and Vanessa were friends. And like, I know they have mm. busted together, but I always thought that was two sides of a different story. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But so when they were friends in that movie, I was like, okay, when we do this rewatch, I want to focus on their relationship. So I thought this was a nice little introduction for the two of them. And mm-hmm. so I thought it was hilarious that Candace tied herself on the seatbelt. And then uh, right when they got to the top of the mountain as well, and then spins around.
2: Yeah. What yeah. was that necessary? Couldn't she have just like buckled herself up? And if she wanted yeah, to make it better, I... do the thing, why did she have to like tie it up and make it so much difficult for herself?
1: Yeah, I had that written down too. I, I had no idea why uh, why she uh, she took she took a seatbelt that already had a buckle on it and decided to tie a bow out of it, uh, which is very
0: very uh. And she was at the top of the mountain at that point. Like, just brace yeah. yourself for a few more seconds. But also, I can't put myself in that position. I wasn't there. I wasn't scared. So maybe maybe she just like had an anxiety moment and needed to feel secure, and then she went down. So.
2: Yeah, well that bites her in the ass and she ends up going back down to the bottom or the foot of the hill. Um, and, uh, that's when we get our cue for the doofenshmirtz Siebel incorporated segment. And, um, the lair is very, uh, not conspicuous at all. There's huge blaring signs saying, um, do not enter in Doofenshmirtz's secret hideout. And on the door, there's actually a picture of Perry the Platypus, and it's just, like, crossed out, saying that he's not allowed to go in. Um... Uh, but Doof has the trap plan to crush Perry with a grand piano. And the funny part is, is that the piano player is sitting on top as like hanging on there. It was really, really cute. But what did yeah. you guys?
0: I I love the little planning. Um, obviously, he got thwarted and then says he needs to fire the maid in a few seconds after that. But I mm-hmm. love the like detail. But poor piano player. Like he's going to drop from not a not a it's not like. A huge fall but that's at least like six seven eight feet
2: so uh he says that it's a genius plan and then he turns and sees that perry is right behind him and he totally bypassed the uh his tr- uh trap um and then there's he does the voice memo to like go and fire his maid for tomorrow as his evil plan uh, by the way the last reference to nancy we will never hear about nancy ever again after this episode poor
0: nancy I um, get
2: fired then yeah because justice for nancy lock the back door Yeah, I guess. Well, also maybe
0: he was also trying to cut costs. Like he doesn't need a maid.
2: (laughs) True. Yeah, he can do his own cleaning. Well, Perry takes out a Florida
1: maid anymore.
2: (laughs) That's not a part of the spousal agreement in court. Um, So Perry takes out a gadget, but Doof covers him in what I thought initially was mud, but it turns out it's super like quick hardening chocolate, which is his own secret recipe. To get Perry to not move, and then he goes about telling um, Perry about his evil plan for this episode, and he brings out the Schmirtzog I believe. Yeah, um, the,
1: the, the very funny gag when uh, it, it was like a really subtle line that made me laugh a lot. When mm-hmm. you know, Perry comes in, he gets covered in the chocolate, uh, and Duven Schmertz is like, "Don't worry, it's not what you think." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i thought it was mud at first even though i remember the chocolates but like when i was a kid i was like oh it's mud right yeah Mm -hmm. so um we'll we'll get to it later but one of my favorite was like he ate your own hiney (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. and i also like on the graph how um when he's talking about how his popularity has fallen it goes from low to lower to ouch
0: yeah and i love (laughs) that he explains everything he's like okay so you heard about my popularity like (laughs) i need to work on my difference for sats still but
2: yeah um, yeah i mean will had a pretty decent wills
0: wills is good yeah
2: some of it
1: i can do Some some of it i have to yell to be able to do Uh, so i i'm I'm trying to get better at doing it without yelling
0: i can do the classic lines better than i can do like these like throwaway lines that Mm -hmm. i want to quote but Mm -hmm. um like oh petty the platypus Mm -hmm. like that was that's better than what i just did earlier but wills is far superior
2: yeah um, working working on it yeah. yeah well doof outlines his evil plan and his plan is to win people over in the tri-state area by recreating chocolate in his own image because as we all know everyone loves chocolate um so he's planning on using the meltinator six five thousand <laughs> <laughs> um to uh, create the best confection in the tri-state area and i will say uh in the segment where it was showing him doing uh putting together the chocolate the secret ingredient is fish it's fi- it's it's whole fish what,
1: what the <laughs> heck was, my like, man
2: several full uncut
1: fish i was yeah and was uh shocked.
2: Uh, yeah. And uh, that's why he needed all those laser pointers, all 18,000 of them, was so that he could power his meltinator. Okay. Do la- Do laser pointers have enough power to melt something combined, like that?
0: But my biggest I think, I concern- think if you
1: have 18,000 of them, maybe.
0: My biggest concern was mm-hmm. that the chocolate melting goes into the sewers. I would not yeah. want that chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Even, even, like, I could, maybe I'd have some fishy chocolate, but I would not have sewer chocolate.
2: No. And when he goes to uh, talk to Perry about it, and obviously he's not reacting because he's, uh, as far as we know, encased in the chocolate, he goes over the plan again. And then we cut Mm -hmm. back to Candace trying to bust the, or going up to the top of the hill to catch Jeremy and Dee Dee. And Mm -hmm. she tries snowshoeing, but she has like tennis rackets and it's not like actual snowshoeing at all. Um, And she sinks into
0: the thing and some kid runs over her.
2: Yeah, which is really sad. But she is able to figure out a way to get up there by getting Buford to, to pull her up on a toboggan.
0: Like absolute king, King Buford.
2: Yeah. It's
1: very yeah. like like uh, like how the Grinch stole Christmas vibes.
0: Oh, where, but instead of uh, like, Max, like, it's like
1: yeah, yeah, instead of Max pulling this sled, it's it's yeah. Buford. That was some animal
0: abuse that um, the Grinch was all about.
1: Oh, definitely. Max was also uh, uh, underappreciated.
0: Very much so. Um.
2: All right. Uh, Well, we cut back to Doof finishing his explanation again to Perry, and Perry is still not responsive. So then Doof is like, F it. I'm going to carry on with my evil plan. And he tries to, like, uh, do... What he tries to do is that he wants to melt the world's biggest chocolate bar that's heading to the Smithsonian Museum, And the chocolate is just out there in the truck it's not even like in a contained sort of (laughs) cooler thing it's just out in the open in the middle of summer yeah Uh, yeah if
1: the laser's not gonna melt it the sun might as well (laughs) right yeah
2: not a whole lot of sense being made but i I guess good on Schmerz for tracking all that down i guess i mean he gets a w for that but everything else (laughs) just does not make sense Um, so he tries to, uh, he wants to melt it, but Perry's not responding. And I guess, as you mentioned before, Will, that he's just doing this because he's bored. I guess he's bored that he, Perry's not really doing anything and letting him essentially get away with it as far as he knows anyway. Uh Like, Um,
0: that's relatable though. Like you want an audience when you're going to be a hot mess. (laughs) Like (laughs) I would want an audience if I had a, a plan and I wanted people to, Like that, why do you think I have so many podcasts? It's because I love attention. (laughs) And I think DuVish loves attention too.
2: Yes. Um, and my hot mess of trying to get through this episode, I have an audience for that too right now. No, this is
0: not a hot mess. This is (laughs) a phenomenal time. This is a this
1: is a cold mess. It's winter.
2: Oh yes, uh, winter.
0: (laughs) Honestly, but if people don't like it, then they can go find another podcast because I'm having (laughs) a blast. I am having a blast.
2: All right, but also,
0: well, uh, also stay here, though. Uh, yes, stay here, but also, my feelings are more important than the people who don't like this.
2: <laughs> All right, well, uh, Doofenshmirtz has enough, and he says it's rude not to participate in some countries to Perry, and that's when Perry mm-hmm. comes out of nowhere and kicks Doofenshmirtz's butt. Um, and it turns out, as we mentioned earlier, he ate his own butt. Yep. In the chocolate, which is a whole other thing that we probably Perry
1: the platypus know. eats ass. Whoa! <laughs>
0: his his Whoa. own, I his own I ass I <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I forgot to bring this up in the pre-show, but I feel like we we didn't establish are we like going clean or for like children who find this? But no, okay, from now on we're gonna be explicit tagged. <laughs> uh no, if 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 you need to,
1: to to bleep me out saying saying the word ass. No. I, I guess now I've said it about three times, that's fine.
0: No, not even that. It's like the content of the message mm. <laughs> but no i i no, we're gonna be authentically <laughs> ourselves and children skip ahead for a few minutes
1: <laughs> yeah get them i the have to put, put like a like a content
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> all right well uh doof realizes oh i should probably like actually go through with my evil plan now and not just wait and so he tries to like Struggled to get his plan to work but perry pulls a lever which causes doof to aim the laser instead of the chocolate that's being taken to the smithsonian museum it ends up being linda's car that he ends up aiming it at um which ends up melting her tires (laughs) as on their way back from the antique store yeah Um, yeah yeah it's
1: another like the the thing that stood out to me there was like how did it only only melt the tires but not like other things in the car i don't don't know and i i I know like rubber will melt at a lower temperature than metal will but like how did i i don't know maybe maybe he he somehow aimed it to where it hit all four of the tires but nothing else Uh, yeah i i i don't know i'm i'm not gonna question this too much
2: well we did establish that these are the weaker laser pointers so maybe that had something to do with it
0: Yes, and also I love that she was like, "Well, good thing we bought our four spare tires at the antique shop." Like, that's a choice.
1: Yes, uh, you never you never know when you're gonna need four spare
0: tires. Yeah, um, but before we get to the next part, I do want to say that I really like, in terms of this episode, that our like the the coincidences between the two storylines and how everything gets taken away isn't because of the innator this time. It's because of like yeah. a power outage that he causes. And so they're still related. But I like <laughs> the fact that, because I was expecting, oh, the episode's already going to end and he's going to melt all the snow because that's a much easier right. solve. But I think they went the further step for like kids to not be able to guess what happens.
1: Yeah, this was, and, and we'll get into this maybe later when we talk about our, our innator rankings. But this was my favorite thing about this episode was, uh, you know, we talk about subverting expectations where like, okay, the whole, we've established that almost all of the time, Phineas and Ferb's plan goes away because of the innator. So you're like, oh, they, they made a bunch of snow and Doofenshmirtz has something that's going to melt things. So it's very obvious that this this thing that's going to melt things is going to melt all the snow. Uh, and then it just doesn't, <laughs> which, which I, I loved a great deal.
0: Same. I, I love that so much. Um,
2: All right. So uh, cutting back to Candace, she finally gets to the top of the hill and like, as like a thank you, I guess, to Buford, she like tosses him like a dog treat and he eats it, <laughs> which is kind of gross. I don't know. Uh, I've never eaten a dog treat. I don't know if you guys have. <laughs> but... Me neither. But... I, I have not. All right. Um, but uh, Candace sees uh jeremy and dd chatting and she attempts to go to break that up but she ends up slipping on the ice that's there ends up falling off the mountain again mm-hmm. um into the ice fishing pond and one of the ice fishers there cat like catches her and then i guess his boss is like eh, send her back in she's too scrawny
0: and she <laughs> yeah. he kicks the ice i'm like wow that is some body shaming on the, the ice <laughs> fishers fishersman's person
2: yeah, so then he ends up uh, pushing Candace back towards the hill, and Jeremy is complimenting Dee Dee, and that causes her to melt the ice cube that she's intact, like, entrapped in with rage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then around the same time, the boys show up in their snowboard, Phineas and Ferb, which they were not strapped
0: g- into with their feet. Like, I was like, do these people not know how snowboards work? You can't, like, jump out of them, you have to be, like, locked in, but they didn't care about safety they chose chaos today
2: yeah and somehow candace gets caught up in it and at one point she's even on verb's shoulders yeah they the run into day. her
0: right and then they do tricks and then my favorite was when she was holding under the board and they like look over and it's like oh hi candace <laughs> yeah
2: my favorite was when they were going into the bobsled sort of yeah. tube, and they're oh, like oh yeah hi, bob 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 <laughs> yeah Their maybe Lolo bob.
0: jones was there
2: <laughs> and polycalafiore.
0: Oh no. Not polycalafiore. Then we definitely need the explicit tag. Speaking of staying
2: clean. I don't think
0: we can. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, after all these tricks, they conveniently land on the podium for the snow boarding competition and they're in first place. Um and I guess it works out that they won first place. So hey, good yeah. on them and so Jeremy goes up to Candace and compliments her, too, and then introduces her to uh, Dee Dee. And at first, Candace is pretty uh, not feeling it. But then, as we've talked about before, it's revealed that uh, Dee Dee is a surf or a snowboarder. Dude. Yeah, she's,
0: I don't remember the quote exactly, but she's like, yes, I would like to meet this Dee Dee.
2: Well, uh, their parents are back, and uh, Candace is excited, saying that this is going to be the best day ever. However, uh, Linda and Lawrence are taking their sweet time because they need to take their antique Austrian like antique clock back to the house and like the cuckoo clock. It. Yeah, and it it looked very awesome. heavy. I don't know why. Yeah, this get a heavy clock. This like that.
1: this was the the one thing I have on on the gaslight watch for this episode is they are so slow when they're carrying this clock. Uh, yeah. which, which is sort of the, the recurring thing that's that's going to be in most of these uh, Candace Gaslight watches. It's, it's just how slow they move.
0: Yeah, and this time she brings Lawrence too. Uh, I forgot to mention this quote at the start of the episode with the snow cone machine, but I love that he was like, you do this, you do this, and then Bob's your uncle because that's like how people are like, there, there it is <laughs> in the UK. And I love that little touch. Um, Bob's your uncle. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But meanwhile, Schmerz has a uh, trapped Perry again and goes in to plug the Meltinator uh, 6500 or 5000, um, which ends up, as we've talked about before, uh, taking out the power in the entire tri-state area. And since the power is out, that means the fans aren't working, which means the snow is melting for Swinter, um, which ends up becoming the part where the cleanup process is happening as Candace is trying to bust her brothers. Um, Uh So um, everyone's pretty bummed out that the snow has melted, but then Isabella says, oh, you know, my mom made hot chocolate, so we can go and do that. And everyone's happy again. And then they leave the backyard. Um, However, Candace is uh, up at the front, so she doesn't see the whole uh, hill of snow melting. So she's like still very excited to bust her brothers and Uh she has no idea what's coming so
0: they are busted sorry you said busted (laughs) and i got i got excited
2: yeah i can't wait for that episode by the way i can't wait to talk um so the parents are done hauling the antique uh clock inside which looks very heavy and they put it on the thing um and then they finally go to the backyard to um see what's up only to find that it's just the boys with their snow cone machine and candace is not pleased
0: yeah no i i love it and i feel bad for candace but i i think this one is so mild that i think they're the boys are fine she doesn't need to like complain about the boys i think sometimes she's justified and she just wants attention as well like speaking of people who love attention me doofenshmirtz candace (laughs) <laughs> um I, I relate to them but i think at this point i don't think she needed to catch finesse and forever i think if they're actually being dangerous then she should 100 percent be there okay. yeah
2: i will say that there are like still remnants of winter around like there are patches of snow in the backyard that you can yeah. see um also the all the snow like melts like just leaves the backyard and that includes all the fans like are they gonna get them back i don't know
0: yeah no i
2: think no, I, mean,
1: I, I mean maybe maybe they were crowdsourced fans the, the the people who brought the fans they they took them yeah. with them to go to get the hot chocolate and the, i really Garcia feel Shapiro for household.
0: for the neighbors the phoenix and ferb though because everything always ends up in their backyard i feel like because the the fans all slid away and then even though it melts like they probably just grabbed everyone's fans and took them home but i feel bad that they're for any of the neighbors that like get a mess afterwards that have to be cleaned up because they it's not in their backyard anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Phineas offers Candace a snow cone, which she uh, proceeds to shove her face in because she's very upset that she wasn't able to bust her brothers. And then Perry shows up. Oh, there's Perry. And then the episode ends.
3: Yeah.
1: And at some point in here uh, uh, they're telling Lawrence about Swinter and he's like, well, I, I would call it Wummer.
0: Yeah, uh, no, they do that a few of, times. Which uh, sort of a
1: callback to at, at the at the end of the Swinter song, Phineas is like, well, some people call it Wummer.
2: Yeah, Swinter's is better. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, Swinter is a hundred percent better. I just found this out um, on the wiki that Jeremy and Beljed apparently are in the crowd for the the award, like the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a little bit of a goof that they were in the crowd at one point, but then next to the presentation stand. And then also apparently creating Swinter is one of the goals in the Phineas and Ferb video game and the object of the online game, snow problem S apostrophe oh. N O problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that we didn't cover in this episode yet?
3: Um, I I think
2: that's it for me. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. So I guess we can move on to the rankings. Um, we, I do have a listener feedback question that we got in through email. Yes, so sir. do you want to cover that now or after Yeah, let's all? do
0: that. Let's do that first. Let's do any questions that we got.
2: All right. So uh, this one is from Giovanni. And he emailed us at whatyoudoinpod at gmail.com. And he asks us, how do you feel about the Phineas and Ferb pairing? Would it still be possible to take place in 2021? Now, this is something that's a bit more uh, we'll talk about later on in our run. Um, But let's why not touch on it now when we can sort of track their relationship as we go through the episodes here.
0: Yeah. So we'll brought up some information in the pre-show when we were discussing uh, the ages of certain characters. So do you want to share that here, will? Yeah,
1: so I'm, I'm looking at the at the wiki right now because I, I I guess the the biggest thing that that really um, in, informs whether or not this relationship is okay is is the the age difference. Uh, so so, according to the wiki, they are, are six years apart in age. Um, so, so I, there, there's a very big difference between a, a six years apart in age, whenever they're, uh, say 16 and 22 versus like 25 and 31. Uh, so I think that's, that's a big, a big part of it. Um, I, I, I know that I, I don't think I've seen the actual episode, but I think I know they, they show like in, in the future, they are like officially a couple. Um, but but that's that's several years in the future to where where I don't know what ages they are at the time.
0: Yeah, um, I think like Navi said, there's something it's setting to track in the future. But we'll 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 look into it and we'll get back to you. This is probably going to be a mm-hmm. series long discussion point, not just season discussion point for us here on the podcast. And thank you for your question, Giovanni. It means a lot to us. Um, and I don't think this is necessarily counts as a question, but we also got some Twitter interactions and I want to shout uh, Jay out, Jay Manji underscore on Twitter and also their cat, Vinny. Um, they were interacting with us on Twitter and we just want to say that we love all the support. Continue to interact with us and we'll discuss anything, everything, Phineas and Ferb or life uh, that you want us to talk about here on this podcast. Um, yeah,
2: as by the number of uh, non-sequiturs that we want on
0: this episode. Exactly. And just to give everyone an update, the Doofenshmirtz Tinder account—I still need submissions for ideas to put to put on it. Um, Doofenshmirtz did not get back to my Instagram message, and uh, Doofenshmirtz did not respond to our tweet where we called him a daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, we're thriving here. So, Will, do you want to take us through some of our regular segments?
1: Uh, yeah, let's let's go into the into the rankings and the things we're we're tracking for this week. Uh, so, let me let me pull up the spreadsheet. Uh, so so we got we got no backstories this week, um and like like we said earlier we we have a a and by I mean again, uh and and my favorite one so far is and by uncanny I mean completely canny, um yeah. we had that uh, Isabella got the got her milking badge
0: yes and I ranked that I said the milking badge is above aquatic safety because aquatic safety seems like something you would actually do in uh like. Cub Scouts at, or Girl Scouts I feel like uh-huh. the milking is pr- maybe some people do it but I feel like that's more unique and that's why I ranked it higher
2: yeah uh-huh. I ranked it higher as well mainly for the squeeze and pull it squeeze and pull it <laughs> squeeze and pull
1: yeah love that um I, I don't know if I'm keeping track of ranking the badges or if I just typed it in I don't remember what up we to you th- if I were to rank them if I were to rank them I would definitely put the milking badge above the aquatic safety badge.
0: yeah we only have two so far so if you want to hop in it's probably not that hard but if it, um you you don't need to like it's just can be something me and Navi do or
1: yeah I um, mean at, at least with the backstories and the the and by I means I I think I'm just putting yeah. like, putting them in the order that they happened
0: yeah and you're um, you're doing by I means and I I'm not doing that one so it's like we're yeah. we're we're a flexible crowd we do yeah. we each have our own little things and we all do the big things.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even use a spreadsheet. I just a go app? off of my notes app, or it is, in this case, I'm going off of like memory because I'm Not- like, I can't read my notes app right now.
0: Yeah, no, I have a notes app that I also use for like in terms of writing down anything that I need to put in the episode or edit out. Like mm-hmm. I put in, did I have to put a disclaimer at the top? You might've heard me typing that at one point, but uh-huh. after Will's comment, but uh-huh. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I just use that notes app, and it's just under Phineas and Ferb. Um, uh,
1: so let's let's get into I think the uh, I know what we're gonna do today rankings. Let's do okay. that first this time.
0: So should... uh, so so
1: putting in the idea of Swinter and the cattle drive into into the rankings of of uh,
0: the thing that Phineas and Ferb do. So I have mine ready if I if you want me to go first. I don't sure. care. Um so Just to remind everyone currently at my top was beach and currently at the bottom was mount rushmore and everything else was in between i'm Uh gonna put swinter at number two um i think that was the most fun since beach but i think i'd rather do a beach day than a swinter day because Uh the ice is still going to be cold the the snow is still going to be cold whereas the beach is just fun i also think the activities at the beach are more my jam than like skiing and snowboarding and snowshoeing um and then in terms of the cows I put it at number four, below roller coaster, winter, and Beach, but above race car and Mount Rushmore. And I think I put that there a because it's not really a planned activity, so I didn't want to put it at the tippity top. But also b, I think I'd rather go on a roller coaster than ride cows and horses. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe I would rather do a race car than ride the cows. But I think the cows in the mall sell it for me more.
1: Yeah, what what you said is exa- is exactly what I exactly the same as my order uh and for the same reasons i think i think swinter is a very fun idea uh and more fun than a roller coaster um but and you need but to the fact that it's cold it's not it's not passing up the beach for me.
0: yeah and then for me the cows also i think the thing that I, in my mind i said is that maybe just in general riding cows would be lower than the race car but riding cows in a mall that would be fun uh-huh. navi what do you have
2: All right. Well, number one, I do have Swinter mainly because I'm like the type of person who like I will complain if something's not like right now it's winter. So I'm complaining. Why isn't it summer? But when it's summer, I'm like, it's too hot. It's too humid. It's too sticky. There's too many mosquitoes. I wish it was Uh winter. So I put Swinter number one for me. Uh, Number two is beach. Number three is race car. Cause even though it's loud, at least I'm just sitting there and I can bring my book and like, just Uh read it. Uh, Number four were the cows. Um, I probably wouldn't go herding cows per se. I'm actually uh, back in India. My family are a bunch of uh, cattle farmers and bison farmers. So uh, that kind of, uh, I appreciate it from that aspect, but uh, having been around cows and bulls and uh, bison from my one visit in India, I'm like, eh, I'm good.
0: Also, yeah, they probably smell. Maybe I would. Oh, move yeah, no yeah, things are moving. Yeah, cows in the mall. Maybe I'd change my mind. I think i got as much as I love the escalator song. We'll get to that. I think what I'd rather do, I'd rather drive the race car at this point. So I'm gonna switch it. Navi convinced me.
2: Yes, you're welcome. And uh, last, we have roller coasters because we all know my feelings on roller coasters. Yeah, but what
0: about Mount Rushmore? Where oh, Mount that?
2: Rushmore. I'd rather go to Mount Rushmore than go on a roller coaster.
0: Okay, I think I'd rather do cows than Mount Rushmore. Navi, still. Navi is famously
1: anti-roller coaster.
0: True. 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 Yes, I forgot about that. Um, I had something to add about based on what Navi said. Oh, the the most beneficial part about winter for me would be the no mosquitoes.
2: Yes, that is really bad in uh Manitoba, especially. So not having the skeeters around would be great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. Will, where are we going next?
1: Uh let's go to the innators. Okay. Uh, Let's let's rank the innators.
0: Who wants to go first?
1: Uh. So I can. I can. I, I know you all have, have uh, maybe different opinions than I do on, on whether or not it has to be an Inator to get good points on the innators list. Um, so I have, I, I put the Termite Controlling Helmet in at number three. Okay. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's in between the Destruct Inator and the Deflatinator ray for me. Um, I, th- I think a lot of, of uh, like, it, it gets a lot of points for me because of the Doofenshmirtz aluminum siding jingle. Um yeah, I, I think the aluminum siding plan is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh so I have that at number three. Uh and then I have I have the Meltonator six 5, at, at number one. Uh I the almost solely for the uh the subversion of of the fact that it didn't melt the snow. It was the fact that it plugged in and took out the power that melted all the snow. Ah, uh, that has uh, been my my favorite of of Doofenshmirtz,
0: especially when the name is the Meltonator as well. Yeah,
1: and it's got the name. It's see, I, I think Inator gets a few points for me. It's not like a requirement to be a good thing, uh, but it does it does have the name that gives it gives it some points for me.
0: Okay, Navi, what about you?
2: So I also put Meltonator at number one. Uh, not just because of the innator aspect, but will mention that the plan was probably the most interesting uh uh-huh. from like a sort of and how it all kind of comes together with the other uh uh a and b stories um as for the the termite helmet thingy that's like second to last for me uh, magnifying magnetism or whatever the hell it's called is still a lot. <laughs> yeah um i just did not care for the plan i did not care for the name so those are my rankings uh meltinator at number one and then the the termite helmet second to last
0: yeah wow. no so you did a lot of convincing for me because at first i put these at four and five only above the magnetism magnifier but then i'm like i i did not remember what the destructive i still don't remember what destructinator does and that was, was my number one
1: it's it's the thing that that breaks the notes
0: ah yeah 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 but i see i don't remember it by name so that's a little and the deflatonator took me a minute i remember the drill so Mm -hmm. i think i'm actually going to move these both as much as i hate the fact that the termite controlling helmet does not have a name i remember the termite controlling helmet um Mm -hmm. i can remember the visual i've seen that image the
1: the termite controlling helmet might be the most impressive technology so far yes
0: it's very hank pym
1: yeah yeah (laughs) the the other things are, are very like Okay, it's going to get something very hot or it's just going to yeah. crush this thing or it's going to drill through something. But this is like actually dealing with biology and and mind control which 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 is like yeah, a whole other and, thing. That's and, that's it's a lot of points for me.
0: No, I agree 100%. And I also think you sold me on the fact that it can also be a little bit about the story and the purpose. Like, at first I was just ranking them based on what the gadget does and what it's called. Uh-huh. But I think the the Meltonator, because of, like, the absurdity of the story, should be number one. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the Destructinator, while I love the gnomes, that's more of the backstory that I remember than, like, the what his goal was. Um, so I think I'm going to have Meltinator 65,000 at number one, and then the Termite Controlling Helmet at number two. So it jumped. Um... I still think it needed like maybe the termiteinator or something like that would have been better. Um, mm-hmm. But and then destructinator, deflatinator, drillinator, and then magnetism magnifier is number six. There you um, go. And then also, I guess at this point we can mention there's no doof backstory, so gnomes remains at the top.
1: Yeah, we had had no backstory this week. Uh, so what about the songs? This one, I went I went back and forth, like i i knew where they would kind of generally fall but i went back and forth on on the specifics of where these things where these things would land
0: yeah so um the songs uh just to remind everyone my current list was perry the platypus at number one then the theme song then backyard beach go phineas and Ferb, uh, go phineas go and then she's candace so yeah.
1: so so we have we have two songs this week one of them uh, or I, uh, unless you want to count in the mall and on the trail as two I have songs. them,
0: I have a reason for why I want to include both of them. Okay, so yeah, could... I, I I am adding
1: in the mall slash on the trail as as one item yeah. and then the. I guess
0: out. I'll go first since I have three to add and that's sure. the most. Um, mm-hmm. so in the mall, it's been very hard because I think it's more memorable to me than Perry the Platypus as like an image, but I think the Perry the Platypus one is slightly more iconic, uh-huh. if that makes sense, because. And I think that's more, I don't know. I can be convinced. But right now I have In the Mall at number two, Perry the Platypus at number one. But I can be easily swayed. And then I have Swinter at number four, just below theme song, because it's a sleeper hit. And I almost wanted to put it above theme song. But the theme song also has the like iconicness that the Swinter doesn't as much. Like I feel like everyone knows the theme song, even if they don't watch Vinny and the Ferb. Uh-huh. And then I had On the Road at five. I think it's more catchy than Backyard Beach. But I don't think the lyrics stand out as much as Swinter, so that's where I put it. But if I were to cut on the road, then it would go next to In the Mall.
1: Yeah, so I I um I like In the Mall and On the Trail a lot. Especially my my favorite thing about the song is um so so in the on the trail version the cows are singing and do this but in the in the mall version Isabella sings and does this but like like sort of like harmonizes a little bit where yeah. like they, they sing in the mall on the on the melody and then it's like an in the mall on like a, on like a third above it uh which which I I love that line every time it's very very catchy to me yeah uh, so these these two songs for me um I knew they were gonna be above The theme song but below the Perry the Platypus theme song for me that's that's where they both landed and I was in between uh which one's going to be number two which one's going to be number three and I went went back and forth for a while um and I I decided on having in the mall at number two just because of how much that song gets stuck in my head that I I think I'm factoring like re-listenability a lot into this and and that's the one that like is is catchier to me Though I, I love this winter song and i i have that one above the the theme song
0: yeah sorry if you heard my phone buzzy my dad was asking me um if he should start cooking at 9 21 <laughs> but we eat late
1: never a bad time to start cooking
0: yes what's cooking <laughs> um navi what about you where do you have everything
2: all right, so number one is still Perry the Platypus. Number two, I have Swinter because I it just stuck in my head from all the promos and adverts from uh, uh, on Family Channel. Uh, plus, oh. I do remember all the lyrics, and maybe just because where I live, I I'm prone to talk about Swinter more often. Um, number three, I have the theme song. Number four, I have In the Mall. I know I'm lower on it than you two. I still really love the song. I always think about it whenever i'm on an escalator in the mall uh-huh. um but it, i i just think the the top three are more like they hit more for me personally than in the mm-hmm. mall and then after that is backyard beach um and then from there the list is pretty uh-huh. yeah
1: i also i also really like the they rhyme uh, up and down the escalators with i've got a hankering for potatoes
2: yeah uh,
0: no <laughs> this I, is I love a that. very
1: funny line to me
0: um, um okay are, i just want to say i don't think the... we'll oh sorry I, I just want to say i don't think we'll ever hit the lows of she's candace uh yeah I, at this I, point
1: I, I mean unless there's a song that i'm not remembering or, or an episode i'm not remembering it's i think it's going to be hard to get a, a a lower song than she's candace and a lower episode than candace loses her Hand
0: i disagree with that but i think go uh, go Phineas for uh go i
1: guess we'll we'll see when we get there
0: yeah i think go Phineas go is also going to be like always going to be second to last as well i think we mm-hmm. everything else is at least as iconic or memorable mm-hmm. or catchy because then i feel like they get they learn more about the songs and they they can grow but i don't know mm-hmm. um all right
1: so. we've made it to the episode rankings where are these episodes fitting into into our rankings?
0: Why don't you go first, Will? Since
1: sure. Um, so um, here's here's the thing. I I really loved both of these episodes. I almost put both of these as as my top two. Um, but I I have Swinter at number three, right behind Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror. And and the reason for that is, um, I kind of didn't. There, there's some things in, that, that Candace does in this episode that I that i I don't like as much um where i I, I think Swinter and um No beach party of Terror, they're very similar from Candace's perspective like mm-hmm. she's trying to bust them but she also sort of likes what's going on because she can hang out with jeremy uh, and and she ends up being like somewhat happy by the end of the episode i i I, I really am not a fan of jealous candace um and and that's that's kind of why why swinter is a little bit lower for me is is like uh, um it's like i understand where where she's coming from and and like what her character i i mean she's she's a teenage girl who is very in love with this boy of course she's gonna be jealous but like it's it's a little bit i don't know if cringy is the right word um but it, it some of it can be uncomfortable to watch uh but i mean not so uncomfortable to watch that i have it below i like i still have this episode as my number three episode yeah uh, and then i have i have magnificent views my it's my number one so
2: far
0: okay navi do you want to go or should i go
2: uh yeah you can go first
0: okay so at number one i will uh, before this episode i had La- nom Nome lawn beach party of terror still a mouthful to say um, number two, I had Candace Loses Her Head. Number three, I had Roller Coaster. And then number four, I had The Fast and the Fier- Phineas. Um, at number two, I put Swinter. A lot of what Will is saying um, rang true that I like these episodes that are different and Candace isn't focused a ton on busting them. I will say for me, the detraction was more like at the end of Lawn Gnome Beach Party. Uh, she was very upset that Linda came home. But mm-hmm. at this one, she was like, there was like this jarring. Quality of the episode that she was doing her own thing. She had met Dee, Dee, and then all of a sudden we go back and Candace like the thing is rushing away and she's like, Mom, 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 mom. I felt like that was a very jarring transition uh-huh. that we hadn't really like felt for most of the episode. Um, so that's why it was lower than me. I I, I like Candace loses Her Head. I think it was um one of the more memorable episodes for me, even though and I think it's a better premiere than Roller Coaster because Phineas is much more likable. But Mm -hmm. I then had The Magnificent Few at four. And I don't know, maybe it was like the lack of a uh, planned activity or the fact that I had to take notes. So I was like not able to invest more in the story and had to like be more detailed. And I'm Mm -hmm. curious to hear what Navi thinks of Swinter for that. But uh, just I felt like I was always just taking notes instead of like sitting down and enjoying the episode. And then the times that I was able to enjoy like The Scary Wolf Puppet, 10 Mm -hmm. out of 10. But um, that's why I have The Magnificent Few and the song enough wasn't enough to save it for me, but- uh i think it has the best dupe insurance storyline so far mm-hmm. actually no mm-hmm. i lie swinter has the best one but the, I mean,
1: yeah that's also a big part of I, I forgot to mention why magnificent few is so high for me it's the first time we see vanessa yes that's, that's big points
0: big big vanessa san um navi what's up with you With your rankings
2: so uh you both have a beach party at number one i actually have swinter at number one <laughs> no that's totally
3: I- fine mm-hmm.
2: Yes, because I really like the idea of winter. Um, like I said before, I tend to like flip flop. Like whenever it's summer, I wish it was winter, and vice versa. So that sort of rung true for me. Plus, like in general, I don't do well in the heat, despite the fact that I look like this. Um, so I, I really appreciated that aspect. Um, uh, number two, I do have a beach party gnome catastrophe, whatever the hell, <laughs> the mouthful of an episode. Um, number three, I have, uh, The Magnificent View, um, just for this, uh, I think the music in that episode was really good. I found the gag in the store was really good. Um, Candace, like, falling down the cliff was hilarious, Mm -hmm. even though she got hurt. Um, and like you said, the Vanessa factor was, like, a, a big selling point as well. Um, number four, I have roller coaster. Um, number three, I have a race car, and then number or number number five, I have race car, and then number six, I have uh, Mount Rushmore because that uh-huh. was just a, a snoozer of an episode for me.
0: No, that's totally fair. Um, I I I would love to find out like even though we're doing our things separately, I would love to kind of see what the average of our rankings are to see what as like where we can. I don't know if we need to add point values to everything, but even like golf scores, like see what the highest mm. average one. Like yeah, if I yeah, have, definitely, I, I will look into that. Um, look at, look at like, Excel sheets, uh,
1: but... everyone's average placement for every episode. Yeah, yeah, for me. sure, definitely do that.
0: Um, but do we have anything else to rank today? I think that's
1: all the rankings. Uh, so so next week, uh, we're talking about the two episodes are Are You My Mummy and Flop Stars. Uh, which Flop Stars by itself is already gonna add like four or five things to the song rank. Yeah, I know. I know that's yeah.
0: an episode I'm very excited about. Where's my mummy? I vaguely remember, but Flop Stars like Gitchy Gitchy Goo is on was on my iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's how much it bop, It was a bop. Um, but yeah, so that's what's coming up next. Uh, anyone have any plugs?
1: Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. So so uh, you can you can hear me once a week. On on the podcast, everyone and their brother. Uh, what did we talk about this last week? Um, oh, we we sort of gave a little bit of talk about about some some football that was going on and and all of the like stock market business. Oh, GameStop. It's like yeah, so so n- not quite the the doofenshmirtz stock of what's high and what's low, <laughs> but
0: uh, and what's ouch? Yeah, yeah.
1: Right now, GameStop is not ouch. It seems.
0: Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> if if there was a modern finnish and Ferb episode they would be crashing the stuff like cracking into the stock market codes i feel like mm-hmm. that's something they could do for the adults um, anything else on your end yeah own? so
1: so that i mean that that podcast you can, you can follow us at eatb podcast or you can just follow me. I'm at Davis, comma, Will on, yes. on most social
0: media. And Will, do you have anything that you're watching besides Phineas and Ferb that you want people to check out, like plug? Like what, what's going on in your pop culture sphere? I like doing um,
1: that. Well, I, I, just, I just finished uh, King of the Hill last week after my nearly year long rewatch. Uh, I, I think I'm jumping back into Top Chef. Uh, okay. So I, I uh, had never seen Top Chef until about a year ago, whenever uh we, we first started lockdown things. Uh, and since then I've watched you know, 10 or 12 seasons of Top Chef. Uh, so I'm trying to, trying to watch all the Top Chef.
0: Sounds mm-hmm. good. Navi, what about you? What do you have going on?
2: Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at cause I'm Navi. Um, as for other podcasts or things that I'm doing, I do have stuff coming up down the pipeline later this month. So I'll keep you posted mm-hmm. on that. Uh, but for now, I'll just leave you with that teaser. Also, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, another uh, fellow Rewatch podcast, the Nathan for Us podcast by Megan and Kelly. They mm. recently shouted us out, um, our podcast on their on their podcast. So I figured I would shout them out on our podcast as well to return the favor. So We're if you're into... Energy. Yeah, if you're into Nathan For You, definitely check out Nathan For Us. It's a really fun uh, rewatch podcast. They also do Cool Girls Look at Explosions, which is uh, uh, Kelly and Megan uh, talking about action movies. So if that's up your alley, I would check that one out as well. Um, But yeah, that's about it for me in terms of uh, plugs and where you can find me. So Philippe, all yours
0: shouts to nathan for us both on twitter and in the in the podcast game giving us shout outs um before i do my plugs navi what are you watching like or what's something oh. that what's something that you want to pop culture sphere
2: Ooh, um well i finally got around to watching the uh queen's gambit i okay. know i'm like mm. oh, yeah i'm always like i still
0: haven't watched it yeah
2: yeah no i'm always like oh, 10 years late to the party on this kind of stuff but i've been really enjoying it so far um, I've also been doing a rewatch of Survivor South Africa season five. Oh, no spoilers. There's... I'm a
0: few I'm a few episodes behind, but I want to listen to that podcast. So I I but yes, go on, keep going
2: Yeah, um, cause uh Shannon Gus and Mike Bloom are covering it on RHAP. So I've been watching along with that. I've also been uh watching along with the uh, um Ang in there and doing the Avatar oh. Rewatch podcast. Um this is honestly like the most rewatching I've done. I don't typically rewatch um, seasons or of shows and all that, but I'm doing it now cause there's nothing else to do. And there's so many podcasts uh-huh. that I want to like get in on. So I'm like, I should watch the show just to listen to the podcast. So that's my life at this point.
0: But. No, I feel that um, like I, I paused on my NGOG, not my NGO, my new girl rewatch, which also mostly a first watch cause I only saw season one live. But mm-hmm. I paused on that because I got into a few episodes of season two, and I'm like, okay, let me wait for them to catch up a little bit. Um, uh-huh. But NGOG, I'm listening to, uh, and then also Ingen there, I'm watching the show as well. I'm a little ahead of them too, but I also had just finished pausing so they could catch up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, one yeah. thing I forgot to
1: mention, uh, if you haven't seen, it's like an hour and a half special on Hulu called In and of Itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like... I don't want to explain too much about. it the magic thing? It. Yeah, it's it's sort of a magic thing, sort of a, a stage production, sort of a introspective thing, um, and I don't want to spoil like too much of what happens in it because I, I I think it's it's one of those things that like the more of a blank slate you are going into it, the the better it is. Uh, but I, I watched that last weekend and really loved it. Uh,
0: yeah. Very good. No, so for me, um, last week I did a lot of rewatching as well. I rewatched Survivor One World. Um, mm-hmm. So you can that listen. That was a very
2: uh, feedback show, Felipe. Oh, thank that was you.
0: Yeah. And it's re- in the main
2: feed
1: now.
0: Yeah. You don't no, have to
2: pay money to hear
1: this
0: one. You don't have to pay money to hear it, but then uh, you should still become a patron um, because the five for five is where it's at, um, mm. truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did a podcast with Rob on the main feed. So I had just finished rewatching One World and we discussed it. Um, so, check that out. Also, I'm rewatching Scooby Doo movies. Uh, we just did Scooby Doo and the Witch's Girls Ghost, aka the first appearance of the Hex Girls, and that's on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Um, we might do two episodes this week because we might speed up our process because there's only a 20 minute thing that we have to watch in the next Scooby Doo chronology. But, mm-hmm. um, so, st- stay tuned for another episode of that. Plus, um, what else? Uh, you can follow me. Well, first, you can follow What you Do In Pod. On Twitter and send us feedback in our emails. Uh, also, we're still working on getting on Apple Podcasts, but you can share it with a friend, tell your friends to listen. Uh, and then also, Brazil Dragon Pod is my other social media for the podcast I'm doing. And that one is on Apple Podcasts. So you can listen to that there too. Um, and I also would love it if you like and subscribe there um, and give us five stars. Uh, my main stuff is What the Fleep on Twitter and uh Philippa faith on instagram nothing is happening there but if you want you can follow me there um and otherwise uh what am i watching i'm watching wandavision i don't know if y'all are watching mm. that but i'm very upset with elizabeth olsen right now like ma'am shut your mouth <laughs> uh i won't go into details right now but i'm very upset with her in her recent promotional thing that she said um i didn't if you... see it so okay I'm, don't don't I'm look at avoid it the um, thing
1: about uh, uh, watching *WandaVision*, at least the first couple episodes, uh, made me realize how much *Fuller House* fumbled the bag, where the where they could have they could have gotten her... Elizabeth Olsen
0: yeah, instead it's like, of like
1: Mary Kate and Ashley didn't want to come back. They could have they could had Elizabeth Olsen come and play Michelle. Right. What are
0: I But um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy *WandaVision*. Like for this particular show, generally, I would rather like a regular show like once a week but for this one I I would like a binge because like the episodes are sh- so short or at least yeah. drop two at a time like yeah the episodes are so short and I need more and like as soon as I start I feel like it's over but yeah. I definitely recommend that and the post show recap for it um and then yeah just chugging along them um, now that I finished one where I can go back to watching other stuff um Breaking Bad is uh, on my list that I need to finish I'm almost done with it um and otherwise, just, yeah, follow us on social, chat with us. Uh, you can find us on the internet wherever. So, uh, yeah. And next week we have uh, Where's My Mummy and Flop Stars. Yeah. Do we have a, a hashtag for this podcast or no?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, it's it's not going to be Perry the Platypus Eats Ass.
0: Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, budget lasers or something, like, or um, – or, Fish chocolate chocolate fish i don't know
1: chocolate fish is good yeah, yeah chocolate, chocolate fish
0: um so if you listen to the podcast tweet us um all of us included in the regular account um and stay tuned see if do finish to my instagram dms um sure. with that said have a lovely week everyone and we'll catch you next week for where's my mummy and flop stars bye bye,
2: bye.
3: Snow on the ground There's sleigh bells all around But the sun's beating down Cause it's winter. It's ski and snowball flight time And also fly at kite time Cold and sunny, yes, that's right I'm talking about winter. It's a winter's wonderland Unusual and grand You can't freeze while you get dead but Because it's winter. Talking about winter. It's a swimsuit. Some people call it warmer. It's ski and snowball fight time. And also fly at kite time. Cold and sunny, yes, that's right. I'm talking about swimsuit. It's a swimsuit wonderland Unusual and grand. You can freeze while you get dead because it's winter. So in that winter, it's this winter